0: Pensacola NASCAR Race Review with Hot Topic Off coming up at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, uh, we do have a guest tonight. He'll be coming on during our third half hour tonight. Uh, but let me uh, go ahead and bring our co-host on, uh, Sal Segala. Welcome to the show, Sal.
1: Oh, good
2: evening,
0: Sharon. Thank you. Okay. Uh, now in our first half hour, uh, Sal and I are going to talk about the race that took place this past weekend. The ARCA East race at Five Flags Speedway this weekend. Sammy Smith was the winner. And then we'll also give a few updates on the other ARCA series, the ARCA Menard series, as well as the ARCA West, their next race, and when that's coming up. Uh, and so that'll all be covered. During our first half hour In the second half hour uh, Sal and I are going to spend uh, The first 15 minutes talking about the NASCAR Xfinity Series Then we'll get into the Cup Series at Homestead And then at 9.30pm Eastern Time Our guest is Dean Thompson uh, With High Point Racing Sal, do you want to say a few words About Dean?
2: Yeah, Dean was uh, This past year's Um Um advanced auto parts, late model champion at Orindale Speedway, along with the California state champion for the uh, advanced NASCAR, advanced auto parts series, which used to be the NASCAR Wayland. And then he was also Mm -hmm. the uh, SRL Southwest Tour 2020 rookie of the year. Uh, So he picked up a couple he had a really good season this year, racing both um, late models and also the super late model with the, um, with the, the Spear Southwest SRL Southwest Tour.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. So we'll spend 15 minutes talking with Dean, and then after that we'll do up some updates from the NASCAR Truck Series. They did not race this weekend, but Sal, they'll be back on the track at Las Vegas this coming weekend. So uh, an update uh, will probably be good to kind of refresh people's minds on where we left off with the NASCAR Truck Series. And then, of course, at 10 o'clock, that is our NASCAR Hot topic Sound Off. Uh, a lot of times we, we, we schedule 30 minutes, but a lot of times we go over that, uh, and it can go as much as 60 minutes. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. The last 30 minutes, of course, is part of the bonus material on our podcast, but um uh just uh just a heads up that that's coming up at ten o'clock eastern time, as well as Dean Thompson at nine thirty p m eastern time so Sal, with that, let's go ahead and talk about uh that race at uh at uh five flight speedway this weekend Sammy Smith cruised to the victory uh for his win that that had to be feel pretty good for him uh after being so close to a win at Nisverna.
2: Yeah, he's uh he's another up-and-coming driver, you know, that's, you know, starting, you know, you know where he should start, you know, text I guess basically with uh within the NASCAR system, you know, which is the, you know, the V series, so um unfortunately we don't we don't see those races, so I really you know, it's kind of hard to expound on them, you know, without getting a chance to actually see you know what
0: goes on. Okay. Well, I know it's available on MAP TV in some cases, and and if it's not on MAB TV or FS1, they do have the uh, track pass on NBC Gold that you can see the live streaming of those races to uh, Sal. So, but uh, it was really good. He's only 16 years old, he's from Johnston, Iowa, uh, and he really won that race in pretty convincing Fashion it was just his second start in the series, so uh pretty cool to see him be able to get that. He won the poll earlier in the day, uh, but I think we should talk about, in addition to how great it was for Sammy Smith to get that victory. Let's talk about some of the other drivers in that race
2: okay there was, uh... Uh... yeah i'm going I'm going down there right now.
0: Oh, okay. I had You're it going pulled up the, and then uh, my.
2: Yeah, my, it's funny. I pulled everything up and then the screen just. I have one of those computers, you know, like those laptops where if you just rub your hand, you just have to, you just have to feel the heat. It seems like with your hand and then it does.
0: <laughs> and it moves.
2: It's weird. I've had I, that experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so. Well, anyways, I can go so, ahead so, and do and the top 5 here. Oh, no, I'm back. Yeah, I'm Oh, back. okay. I mean, it's back. It popped back up. I just put a another quarter in the in the in the slot where the um where the disc okay, you know so where the disc goes. Who's
0: our top five, Sal?
2: <laughs> okay, our our top five is uh well of course we had Sammy Smith who won the race and then uh, Mesa Diaz finished second, Taylor Gray with David Gilliland Racing finished third, and Raja Karuth who's uh one of the um drive for diversity drivers this year. It's funny we didn't hear nothing from Drive for Diversity last year, but this season I guess they're back. So he's with the UTI, NTI, Max Siegel. And then um Joey East, which is from out here, finished fifth in another David Gillen racing car.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh actually Chase Calbray and uh some of those other guys uh did race last year. Um but they were in the they raced in the east. Um but I, I don't know if it was a full-time schedule or not. I, I have to go back and check my notes on that. But uh, it is good to see Raja Caruth uh, in this car uh, for Max Siegel this year. And then um, uh, we've got him scheduled for our show sometime here. Uh, right now he's tentatively scheduled for the 11th. Of, uh, that's a Thursday. So uh, we'll look forward to talking to him when he comes on the show on March 11th. Um, but uh, Taylor Gray, a great finish. Mason Diaz, we knew he was going to be a strong contender. Uh, Daniel Dye was on our show with us on Thursday night, and he kind of anticipated that Daniel Dy, or I mean that Mason Diaz, would be a top competitor. Uh, but he had some radiator problems, uh, which caused him to finish ninth
2: in this race. You know what's you know Do what's crazy go- about this race was yeah, was that we had um out of the thirteen drivers, eight of them were rookies and only five of them were um were you know already had a, a first year in. Yeah. And of course Mason yep. Diaz who finished second and Taylor Gray, other than that um it was flooded with um with uh with all the rookies, you know
0: rookies. you know yeah yeah
2: getting Part getting the uh, getting them to finish this.
0: Yeah, Parker Retzlaff finished sixth. Uh, he's he's one of the, if you can call it that, one of the veterans um, of the sport. He finished in sixth place. But what about the rest of our top ten here, Sal?
2: And then the rest of our top ten is, like you said, Parker Retz, Retzlaff. I'm glad you said it because I wouldn't be able to say his last name. So I'm just picking up where you <laughs> left off. And then um, last week's winner was uh, Max Max Gutierrez finished seventh. Stephanie Moyer. Um, picked up the um, eighth eighth spot, Daniel Dye, who you had on the show last Thursday, picked up the ninth spot, and then Richard, Richard, it's like Richard Garvey, picked up the 10th, the rounded yeah. out top ten. yeah, Garvey rounded yeah. out the top 10 in an, in an Andy Hillenburg car, it was neat to see Ben Kennedy, well, that's right, because Daniel Dye, you had mentioned last week that, that when you, we're going to have Daniel Dye on, that he was a, racing a Ben Kennedy car.
0: Yes, indeed. It's really good to see him involved in the sport at this level, uh, because you know he's he's heavily involved as an executive in NASCAR, and uh, to see him involved at this level of the sport, I think really bodes well for uh, for our sport in a lot of ways. So, uh, yeah, I really like seeing that. Uh, and then you know you had Bruce Cook had a couple of cars here. Andy Hillenberg had uh, two or three cars uh met mark rett uh, a lot of people are familiar with rett jones racing uh he had a car there david Gilliland, uh dibs uh it looks like you know there's a lot of really strong people in that series this year uh and then if we look at the standings they have two races in the books now they raced the season opener uh in february at uh, New Smyrna Speedway And this was their second event At Five Lake Speedway Sammy Smith now sits at the top Of those uh, point standings now. So uh, He has an eight point lead over Taylor Greed or Taylor Gray I'm sorry uh, And then you've got Max Gutierrez Who won the New Smyrna race He's just nine points back Mason Diaz in fourth place uh, Is ten points back uh, So ten points between that Fourth and first place, Joey ice uh, from the west, he's in fifth place, and he sits uh not that far back. he's fifteen points back, so any thoughts about that top five here in the ArK east
2: yeah, you know it's it's um I gosh, I, you know I did have a chance to talk to his dad, Joey east his dad. I usually talk to him when I see him at the race to see if he was going to run the, um, which is the one sitting in fifth place. If he, if he was going to run the, um, the full East, uh, um,
0: Schedule.
2: East, east. Yeah. The full East schedule, you know, cause you know, driving from out here, you know, and, um, actually up North, you know, up, up towards like, um, uh, I guess like the Madeira area, you know, they're from somewhere out that way. So, I mean, it, you know, it's a long haul for them to be going back and forth, but, um, Plus he, he, he does time in a, um, in a dirt car too. He races dirt out here a lot, but it's, mm-hmm. but Taylor Gray, we, Taylor Gray, we kind of had a, you know, a, you know, an equally, you know Taylor Gray was going to, you know, was going to uh have a, you know, have a, uh, you know, um, a really good season yeah. racing with, yes, with, uh, I with David Gilliland racing. Yeah. It's actually his grandfather, his grandfather took over, um, it took over the yeah
0: the, he um, last week.
2: Yeah, he took over the um the spot from uh from Crossley. Crossley's still involved, but his grandfather bought into the team so it's it's gonna be a real interesting season with the East it, it looks like it's the the standings from week two week are gonna jump jump because I mean we already have Sammy Smith jumping up in the first Max Scooter's one of the first week. You know, then of mm-hmm. course we know Mason Diaz being being the veteran out there. We know he's gonna be He's going to be really super competitive, you know, as as we start getting, you know, more closer into the, you know, into the, into the um, series.
0: Yes, and I I think a couple of these other guys that are six or ten will be as well. Uh, I would include Daniel Dye, who finished sixth, and Parker Retzlaff, who finished in seventh place. Raja Karuth in eighth. Richard Garvey is ninth, and Carson Quapple. That's a familiar name. Uh, a lot of people remember. Uh, Dude, his name escapes me again. I want to say Travis Quapple. Is that right?
2: No, nah, you're close.
0: I uh, know I'm close. For some reason <laughs> I always want to say Travis. Um but anyway, he is uh what is his name, Sal? You can't um, think of it either.
2: <laughs> I can't think of it. Travis. It's
0: okay, anyway, this is his son. A lot of people remember yeah. he used to drive in the uh, NASCAR's, uh series in the Xfinity and Cup series uh, and uh, had some really good races there. So it's really cool to see his son coming up through the ranks here and racing uh, in this ARCA East series. Um, so you're right, it's going to be super competitive. I think we're going to see that. Number one driver, maybe switch a few times throughout the season. And uh, I do think some of these guys that are sixth through tenth, uh, some of those guys are going to be moving up through that list as well. So it's, but they've got some tough competition ahead to of them. So it's going to be an all out battle all season long. So,
2: yeah, that's true. And I'm curious to see, I'm pretty sure Taylor, I know Taylor Gray, Gray will be one of them. Joey East, I know, is going to be one of two for sure that are going to race the, the season opener when the West comes out here to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for the Arca West, I, I know Joey will probably be one of them. And then we already know that David Gillen, he's going to bring both. You know, he's going to bring Tater out here. You know, it's going to it's going to be it's going to be a huge race. You know, a good chance for, you know, a lot of these drivers. Actually, I would probably see Sammy Smith and. and You know, maybe even Daniel Dye come out here, you know, to race for the, uh, to race over here, you know, at uh, Phoenix. I'm just, they haven't put a, they haven't put an entry list out yet for the, uh, for the West Series yet.
0: Well, it's going to, it's going to be a good race because not only do you have the Arca East, I'm sorry, the Arca West racing in that event, But uh, you've got some other drivers that are going to be racing in that event as well because the Arca Arca Menard Series is also racing with them at Phoenix. So you know the field's going to be – they're going to have a pretty heavy field there in the Arca West with the Arca Menard Series also racing that event. And there's going to be points paying on both of those series.
2: Yeah, so – this, yeah, because – exactly, because it wouldn't be fair, you know, to let the Arca – the Arkham Menards Series run the Arkham Menards West and not give the West drivers a chance, you know, to win points, you know, in their own, you know, basically, you know, their right. own series.
0: Well, it's their season you know, opener, so, right.
2: Yeah, it's their season opener, yeah.
0: So the way it's listed here, though, you've got uh, the Arkham Menards Series West, oh, one of nine. I see it will be the second of 20 for the Arkham Menards Series and the first race for the Arkham West. That race is going to take place Friday, March the 12th at Phoenix Raceway, which is a one-mile paved trioval oval in Avondale, Arizona. The race starts at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time or 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, they'll be racing 150 laps. It's a one-mile track, so that means it's 150 miles. It will be televised on MAV-TV and the live streaming will take place on TrackPass, part of NBC Gold's package. Uh, if you want to listen on the radio, it'll also be on MRN and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun event to watch. So <laughs> it that is. You is, know
2: what? And, uh, and, and I, you know, and, and I really wish that fans, I really wish the fans' choice TV wouldn't merge with NASCAR because we used to be able to watch these races on fans fan's choice tv for free and then and then once nascar bought the rights to their you know to their feed you know that's where the gold pass and all that came in because I, mm. I i i think all these races like this would be very good you know not only for the newer fan you know but you know but just to give this series you know a little bit more exposure you know as far as you know, well, the sp- I you know sponsors on the cars
0: they- they are trying, Sal, because a lot of these races, like this one's on TV, uh and let's see, NBC track pass for the race at Sonoma. Uh, they will have, I'm looking to see if I can see any other. I think the rest of those races are going to be uh, the live uh, streaming versus the TV coverage. But uh, I know, and let me look here again. NBC. They do have the NBC Sports Network delayed broadcast uh, that will yeah. be available uh, as well. So, yeah. yeah that's uh, with, I agree like, with three, you. I, I, I wish there were more yeah. of them on on live TV. I know the Arkham Menard Series has a lot of their races on either FS1 or Math TV. Uh, it's a little bit harder the East has their Iowa race will be on MAP TV, and their Milwaukee Mile race will be on MAP TV, and then the Bristol race, their season finale, will be on FS1. For uh, this one in Phoenix, is going to be on MAP TV, but I don't see any others uh, that are going to be televised in the West. So yeah, that's kind of sad, but. You know, it's worth the money to put into the NBC Gold track pass uh, for what you get out of it because you do get to see all of these races live streaming uh, and be able to see that action as it happens. So I would really encourage everybody to check out uh, the track pass package if you haven't already. Uh, You
1: know,
2: I I I have a couple of friends that did buy it. And, um, and, yeah. and, uh, and, as they did say for them, it was worth it because they, they like sitting home watching racing 24 hours a day. So like a lot of, like a lot of the dirt shows, you know, um, major race, you know, sprint car racing stuff, you know, they get to watch those races also with that, with the, with the track pass goal. So it's not, it's just not only the Arkham Menards, you know, West and East series, but there's a, they have a whole slew of races that you can watch, During the week, you know, from all around the country
0: Right, right They do, they have a lot of different races uh, The modifieds and everything else Okay, so um, Looking at the series Point standings here for the Arkham Menards series real quick, Sal uh, Corey Heim is leading that He won that race At Daytona And actually, we're going to have Corey Heim On the show next Monday He's confirmed now for 8.40 p.m. Eastern time for next Monday, March the 8th. So uh, you'll want to mark your calendar for that. It's going to be fun talking to him uh, because that was an exciting win for him out at Daytona uh, to get that uh, victory. So he's uh, at the top of the series point standings. He's just uh, four points back from him as Drew Dollar. Uh, Then you've got Brett Holmes in third place, seven points back. Ty Gibbs is eight points back. Kyle Sieg, the brother of Ryan Sieg, is nine points back, but he's actually tied with the sixth-place guy, who is Derek Lancaster. They're both nine points back. So uh, that's pretty tight.
2: Yeah, it is. I just uh, I've had to jump because I thought we were talking about the E-Series. And then you, you talk, start talking about Corey Heim. So I had to jump over to the – to the um, regular an Arts Series study
0: Right Yeah we took the first I guess 15 this like minutes it. Talking about the Arca East And now we're into the okay. West And the Arca race That's going to be taking place At Phoenix Because the Arca West Doesn't have any point standings yet Because they haven't raced yet So we don't have any results yeah. to look at We don't have anything else to look at uh, Because they won't have anything In the books until after Phoenix so ARCA is a part of that race, so that's why we're talking about ARCA, since they already have one race in the books. Uh, I'll go ahead and list the other four drivers that round out the top ten here. Uh, in seventh place is Tanner Gray. He's brother to Taylor Gray. He's ten points packed. Uh, then you've got Andy uh, Jankowiak is in eighth place, Jack Wood in ninth, and Sean Corr. In tenth place, and th- he's just fourteen points back. So this is a tight battle after just one race in the books. So uh, they'll be sorting a lot of that out when they get to Phoenix next week.
2: Oh yeah, it definitely they're going to be sorting a lot out because not only will it, these guys be driving, but you might even see a, an Xfinity driver to also, you know, you know, jump yep. in a, you know one of the cars, you know, to try and get you know a little bit more. Um, track experience, you know, out there. I mean, we've seen it happen in the past. So, um, I'm sure NASCAR is probably expecting, uh, you know, maybe about a 25 to 30 car field for the Phoenix race.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be a big, uh, field for that race. Uh, especially with it being broadcast on MAP TV. And, you know, a lot of these drivers, some of these drivers, uh, that haven't raced yet Phoenix, uh, they can get a little extra seat time if they, uh, uh, are on the entry list for this ARCA and ARCA West event. Uh, so, again, that's going to take place on Friday, the Xfinity races on Saturday, and then the uh, Cup Series races on Sunday. So that extra seat time doesn't hurt if, if they have not raced at that track. And keep in mind, Cal, it's the season opener there, but they're also going to do the season finale there. So a lot of these guys want that seat time.
2: Oh yeah, they want it you know, like you said, you know. Um you know, it it it's uh it's a big race, you know, everybody wants to be everybody wants, everybody wants to be a part of
0: it. Without a doubt they want to be a part of it because uh it's just really huge um uh to be able to race at Phoenix, a track that not only are they racing that weekend, but uh, you know, the Arca and the Arca West but you're going to have the Xfinity and the Cup Series racing at that same track on the same weekend, so that's going to bring a lot of people to a lot of eyes on their talent over that weekend at Phoenix. So uh, it's it's going to be really big.
2: Yeah, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a good show, definitely Good
0: good show out there. Okay, so with that, um, so. We can, first of all, I just want to reference ArcaRacing.com. There are so many great articles that they put up over there. There's one here
1: uh,
0: about the sweet move of the race by Raja Karud. Uh, He made a huge recovery at Five Speedway. So you can read about that over at ArcaRacing.com. You can read about Sammy Smith and his win. Uh, You can also read about Mason Diaz. Uh, He had a chance at uh, Daytona. And he thought he had another chance at five Flags speedway. So, uh, get some of his perspectives there. And then you know, a lot of the peop the people that won at Homestead are people who used to race in the Arkham and Art series. So
2: Yeah, you know, it's true. Uh you know, they're you know, everybody's moved up. You know, and Mike now everybody's you know, looking at it. Yeah
0: and And William Byron, they both raced in our
2: yeah, they did there was a yep, lot of so a, a lot a lot that did and a lot that and then there was a then of course, and there was the ones that that you know kind of bypassed it and went you know straight from either the west or the east into trucks or um
0: um yeah, there's a few. There's fewer that did that. Most people would like to get that experience in the ARCA series because they race at all different kinds of tracks, uh, from the small tracks to the bigger tracks. And uh, it gives them really good experience before they move on into NASCAR's venue. But you're right. There's a few who skipped over it. but I uh, Yeah, there's I, a lot.
1: <laughs> <You> know, well, <laughs> I well.
0: if you put yeah, it in you perspective... Know what it is.
2: Yeah, well, you know what it is? It's it's like, cause I was up at Tucson this weekend for the Chili Willy 150, you know, and, and man, I I can't believe how many how many kids I I'm, I'm I'm just gonna put out there how many kids were racing, you know, and and I was I was talking to one of the parents real quick in like 30 seconds. I'll say it. I was talking to one of the parents and I said, you know, I said your son that's 15 years old, 10 15 years ago would have been unheard. Of. He would never be in that seat right now. I said he would be. In the legend seat that's out there, I said he wouldn't even be in this car. But it was amazing. All the all the all the they get out of the car, you know. And and, I mean, you know, it's crazy. But you know, that's just that's that's the path, you know, that that auto auto racing has taken. And I was trying to get, um, uh, Christian Mcgee back. He he ended up winning the race out there. I was trying to get him back out here to to the uh, on the show, but. He was, uh, he was um, um, flying flying out today to get back home. Uh, so maybe we're working on for next week.
0: Okay. Well, let's go ahead and uh, transition over to the Contender Boats 250. Uh, that was the Xfinity Series race that took place this weekend. What a wild race uh, mm-hmm. that was. Yeah, it
2: was. Um, yeah, you know, did I didn't get a chance to watch no, I because I was at I was at I I when I left I, I could have sworn that Chili Willy was just Saturday only and it was Saturday and Sunday. So we left Friday night after work and got there and then um I but when I got home I, I watched always if I don't see the race I'll watch like the last 25-30 laps. You know, because that's usually where all the action is. But I, I I did see the end and I and I caught I caught everything that happened in the end. It was a crazy race. Just put it that way. It was crazy. We'll we'll talk about that more as as we as we talk about this series.
0: Absolutely, Uh, because that's what we're here to do. Okay, this was the (laughs) race uh, Xfinity Series race number three, Uh, the 27th annual Contender Boats 250 uh, that they raced on Saturday at Homestead Miami, a 1.5 mile paved oval. Uh, a lot of people try oval. A lot of people think this is where we find out, really find out how drivers are shaken out for this season. Uh, they raced 179 laps and uh, covered 268.5 miles. Maya Snyder at the top of that list in first place, uh, his first win in the Xfinity Series, followed by Brandon Jones in second. Uh, then you've got Daniel Hemrick in third. Jeb Burton came home in fourth. And Austin Sindrick rounds out the top five there. And uh, let me just mention the margin of victory. Uh, they don't have that here. Oh, yes, I do. Point zero eight five seconds. That's how close it was. So uh, it, it was pretty darn close.
1: Yeah, it
2: You're, was. And, uh, you know, it was – okay. Oh, that's right. You're in a J-Ski thing, so so that's right. Okay. So I'm there now. Yeah. Okay. Any thoughts about
0: that top five group, Sal?
2: Yeah. You know, Maya Snyder, you know, it's funny because, you know, we kind of followed him a little bit, you know, in the truck series. I think we had him on the show a couple times.
1: Mm
2: hmm Maya Snyder. And I know we had Brandon Jones on before. But, um, you know the way he the way he got the win you know wasn't i'm sure he i know he didn't expect it i mean who who would have expected you know you know what happened at the end of the race to happen but um you know it was a it was a very tightly contested race, you know what and 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 its it's weird to see homestead as like the third race of the season because we see that <laughs> as a championship race at the end of the year, you know, and all of sudden- all of a sudden here it is you know third race of the season, you know, and we're already here at um. At Homestead, you know, everybody's wondering, okay, well, you know, kind of what, you know, what's going on here, but um, all in all, you know what, um, it's it's still the same kind of racing, you know, where you had, you have to get on top, you know, to be fast yeah. and, you know, it doesn't seem like the great yep. speed in the middle of the track or at the bottom, because we've seen tie year after year, the champions that have become champions, you know, race on top real close to the wall, mm-hmm. but um, it was, there was, yeah. there was a lot of passing, you know, going on around the whole track, you know, Cars are spread out, you know, and um, you know, it's it was a uh, all in all, you know, I'm I'm really I'm really liking the Xfinity. I wish I I could have seen the whole race. I'll probably go back this week and watch the, you know, the, the first oh, yeah. part of it, but it's
1: but just what I watched, You know, AJ. Al- so.
2: Yeah, AJ Allmendinger. You know, I heard had a good run for a while. You know, going in for a while, And then um, somebody somebody was out where at the track they said, hey, Josh Berry is is up there, and I'm thinking Josh Berry. You know, I remember watch him at super Lates. you know, and here he mm-hmm. is in like Finney, you know, having a good run, but then then yep. somebody blew he's it for me and said Myat Snyder it's won. Junior yeah, then someone said Myatt Snyder won. I go, Myatt Snyder. I go, how the heck did Myatt Snyder win? They said dog did dude.
0: Well.
2: and then they they gave up, they gave away the whole race. But yeah, that was a good win for Myatt Snyder. You know, I mean he's you know he's well deserved And it's funny because him and him and Ryan Vargas lived together. Mhm. You know, yeah,
1: they,
2: um, they have a house. They have <laughs> yeah, a
0: house they, out there they together. Share.
2: Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, they share cool. a house. So. But, um, yeah, okay, so, so it, it, was, it was... So now we're at the second?
0: Well, yeah, I'm going to go from sixth to tenth now. Uh, okay. In sixth place with Justin Haley. In seventh place was Brett Moffat. Then you had Ryan Seed. We mentioned his brother Kyle Seed earlier. Uh, he's in eighth place. Jeremy Plymouth, another top ten finish for him. He finished in ninth, and we just mentioned him. Josh Berry, the highest finishing rookie, finished in tenth place. Uh, so a really good finish for him. They talked about Josh Berry uh, quite a bit in the support that he has with uh, Dale Jr. Uh, and, uh, and all of that. I guess uh, they got to know each other on iRacing, and uh, he had him in his late model program. And now he's supporting him as a part-time driver in that number eight car this year at Junior Motorsports. So we'll have a lot to look forward to with Josh Berry, I think, uh, and the kind of support he has there. But it's uh, so good to see some some of these names in that top ten. So
2: yeah, it is. You know what? You know, you know, you you know, you really you know hit home you know with the, with the Josh Berry because I thought the same thing. But you know, even even when I was watching, Brett Moffat was having a really super excellent. Him and Justin Haley were having mm-hmm. really good runs, also, you know, until you know, you know, until what happened, you know, towards, you know, at the end of the race. But there was one one driver I know that they were really focusing on for a couple minutes, and that was the driver that finished in twentieth spot. That was Jade Buford. Actually, NASCAR they had were keeping their eye on him because this was his first start, and they yeah. said that if he did yep. good and could stay out of trouble, that they're going to give him his license to go ahead and race at Talladega. So it was good to see him finish on the lead lap. At that, yeah,
0: he was in you the know, top and,
2: twenty. And, and, yeah, and finished in the top twenty. So I mean that, you know, that's that's like a little good um, honorable mention, you know, right there. And yep. then of course your cousin Jeb, Jeb Burton finishing in fourth. <laughs> you know, he's
0: not really, but you like to say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. We know we know he's not your cousin, but I don't know where that came from. I guess years ago when he first started coming up and. So we kind of focused yeah. on Jim for a
0: little I bit. I told you a story about that. All... Yep,
1: yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, there there were a few incidents too. Noah Gregson had an accident. Uh, a lot of people were talking about that. He he ran into David Starr. David Starr's tire went down. He went up the track. Uh, Noah had no reaction time. The car was there, and there. He was going too fast to be able to stop in time, and it uh, more or less ruined his day. Uh, Brandon Brown had an overheating issue, a power issue for Bailey Curry. Colby Howard had a rear gear problem, radiator problem for Ty Dillon. Justin Algauer was involved in an accident, an engine problem. He blew an engine. I felt so bad for Harrison. And then uh, Tyler Reddick actually failed post-race inspection after finishing second and that uh, caused him to uh, go to the back of the list. Uh, so he ends up with a uh, 40th place finish. So uh, stage one was run by the 16 car. Uh, that's Is that right? That's not right. Hey, yeah, no, I he thought AJ
2: good. won. Did he win the second one?
0: Oh, yeah, AJ a- won.
2: The first stage.
0: No, I think he did win the first one. AJ won. Stage one, yeah. it was Cindric winning stage two, and yeah. uh, so uh, again, this and then Mike was,
1: Snyder
0: uh, won the last. Yeah, Smiter won the last one. There were eight yeah. caution flags for 42 laps, uh, and then there were 20 lead changes. That's a lot of lead changes among 11 drivers. So if, if that doesn't tell you what kind of race this was, uh, that kind of encapsulates it all. Uh, We mentioned uh, the mobile one driver of the race was Brandon Jones in the number 19 car. And then the Sonoco rookie of the race was Josh Berry in that number eight car uh, with Junior Motorsports. So uh, a lot of uh, fun racing in that event. It was just a fun race to watch. That's what I liked about it, uh, for sure.
2: Yeah, it really was. and um, You know, there was a lot of good... um... You know, like I said, you know, there's a lot of passing, you know, and you know, up and down the track, you know, drivers are spread out around, and and uh, you know, really made for, you know, uh, from what I've seen, you know, it really made for a really good, um, uh, you know, race to race to be watching.
0: Absolutely. Okay, now we've got uh, the series point standings in the Xfinity Series. Sal, uh, there's uh, some good news for some drivers there. As well.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is. Um, is is A.J. running the full season after all or not? I, or is he just running a partial I'm
0: season? I'm not 100% sure. I think maybe he is this year. I think he's full-time this year, so
2: Yeah, I think he is, yeah. Yeah, because anyway, so, yeah, to start off, we got Austin Cedric leading the points. Um, second, Mike Snyder moved up in the second spot. Daniel Hamrick, third. Jeb Burton still holding into the top five and Brandon Jones rounds out the top five. Um you got a lot of Yeah, the
0: points go ahead.
2: Yeah, you know, we have a lot of um you know, different uh a lot of different um drivers we're seeing up here this season, you know, you know, that are up, you know, up high the point standings. Of course, Daniel Hamrick was running um uh, cup last last year so you know he wasn't part of the points uh thing mm-hmm. but you know here he is back again you know in third in third spot but it's good to see Jeb Burton in fourth and of course Brandon Jones, you know, who's rounding out the top five.
0: Yeah, you know my uh Daniel Hamrick has the distinction of being a driver who has never won a race, but he is always there contending. I really think Sal so. He Daniel Hemrick's going to get a win this year. He has been knocking on that door. Uh, I just think it's just a matter of time before it happens in the Xfinity Series this year for Daniel Hemrick.
2: Yeah, it is. You know, and it's funny because he came down to Kern two years ago, or three years ago, and ran our winter showdown. And that was mm-hmm. the year that we had the power failure and they gave the win to Ty Majewski, but it was Daniel Hamrick and Buddy Shepard that were both in the same, running for the same team. And Buddy just edged out, uh, Daniel for, um, uh, second. for what? Not third or fourth place because, uh,
1: wow, okay. it was,
2: um, yeah, Derek Thornton finishing second. So it was, um, it was Ty Majeski, it was Derek, and then it was, uh, Buddy Shepard, and then Daniel Hamrick, but, he had he had run a really he was running a really strong race out here at um uh, over here over here at Kern, at Kern. But um
1: oh, okay. like you said he's
2: the driver. He's kinda like the he's kinda like the Mark Martin of the Cup series, you know, Mark Martin was always in <laughs> there in the hunt to win the championship but but never could close a deal and win a race. But affinity wise, you know, Martin had he did have the record until Kyle Bush broke the record, mm-hmm. you know, for the most um while well, back in his was Bush series wins. You know, until mm-hmm. Kyle Bush went, you know, and broke and broke the record.
0: Yep. Uh let's go ahead and cover the uh sixth through tenth place drivers. Or you might as well go to twelfth place because it's twelve drivers that go to the playoffs here. All
2: right, then the then our sixth place is Justin Haley, seventh is Harrison Burton, even though he had issues. Um, eighth is Jeremy Clements, ninth is Brandon Brown, tenth A.J. Almendiger, eleventh is Riley Herpson. Uh, ran off the top 12 is uh, Landon Landon Castle we haven't heard from Landon or heard about him in a a while (laughs) until he picked up the ride this year but Landon has we had a I remember when we had him on the show he had a very interesting story to tell I mean we had him on a couple times and he shared a story about the was it the triathlon thing that he was doing back then or something like that oh
0: yeah yeah he does all kind of fitness things yeah yeah, so yeah, he's,
2: yeah, he did so that's, have an interesting so
0: that's story. Our talk call. Yeah, he did. Okay. And he's actually tied by the way by another guy we've had on the show here. Uh in 13th place is Kyle Weatherman. They actually have the same points. Uh but they they have to break it down <laughs> uh by performance on the track and and Landon won the tiebreaker there. So he sits in that 12th spot. I think this is going to be a fun spot to watch uh, for the Xfinity series this year. You know, we watched that very closely uh, throughout the season, but there is just so much talent uh, with these drivers. Uh, Joe Graf Jr. He's been on our show several times. Uh, and in fact, he'll be on again this month. Uh, he's sitting in 15th place. So, Uh, a lot of these drivers can see that uh, playoff opportunity in their sights. And I think we're going to see a lot of competition uh, for those spots this year. So,
2: yeah, you know, it's kind of strange to see Ryan Sieg so far down the ladder because last year we're used to seeing him, you know, within the Mm -hmm. top 10, you know, he was kind of like that silent driver, you know, who would just mosey along, you know, pick up the points (laughs) when when needed, you know, you don't have to step, you know, in the, you know, the top ten in points, you know, and scratching at the door a couple times for the win. So um, it's kind of strange to see him, you know, that far down.
0: Yeah, it is. But I don't think he's going to stay there either. I think that we are going to see him uh, back up in that top ten before this is all said and done. And uh, a part of that top 12. So I know we're a little bit ahead of time, but that's okay because we want to transition to our guest that's coming on at 930. So let's go ahead and get into the NASCAR cup series. Um, This is the number third. This is their third points paying race at Homestead Miami this weekend. They raced 267 laps or total distance of 400.5 miles. Uh, William Byron is the winner of this race by a commanding lead. His margin of victory was 2.777 seconds. Uh, So once he got out to the front, uh, these guys struggled to catch up to him. Now they're showing uh, Tyler Ruddick here. Um, Actually, Tyler Ruddick, did he? Yeah, I guess he's okay in in the the cup race. Yeah, he came in second. I I was thinking about his post-race, but that was just in the Xfinity. So he came in second. Martin Trex Jr. was third. Kyle Larson in that fourth spot. And Kevin Harvick rounds out the top five there. Uh, your thoughts about uh, this top group?
2: Yeah, they, they they interviewed Tyler Reddick after, and he just he was a little disappointed. But, I mean, when you're William mm-hmm. Byron and you're so far out ahead, plus you got to remember he picked up Rudy Fugle as his crew chief this year, and him and Rudy yeah. have worked together in the past, so they kind of already knew, you know, how to work together. So, I mean, it was a huge bonus for, um,
1: you know, for William,
2: you know, for Hedrick, you know, to bring, you know, really feel back to steal him from college motorsports, you know, bring him back over, you know, to work with William Byron, you know, and, um, you know, they're starting to, you know, they already, you know, showing results. So it's going to be interesting to see how this season goes, you know, as far as, you know, how it goes with them too, you know, and, um,
0: yeah, only you know, the third big, race together, the, back together again, in the uh, Cup Series, yeah. and they've got to win. So it's like competitors beware.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and you know, and everybody, the big talk was Kyle Larson with Hendrick, Kyle Larson this, Carl Larson that. You know what? And 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 I'm glad that as the races are going on, you know, that it, we're talking about other drivers. You know, like William Byron. You know. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'll always talk about Martin Truex Jr. He's always tough, you know. But Kevin Harvick isn't even being the dominant person he is. Safety with Kyle Busch, you know. You got a lot of drivers, you know, that are you know. Denny Hamlin had his issues, you know. So, you know, it's good to hear you know from the from the William Byrons and the Tyler Reddicks, you know. Tyler, you know, it's only a second second season, and you know, in the Cup Series, you know, and they took this you know a second place finish. So
1: second place finish, you know it.
2: A second place finish, you know. So, you know, it's good to hear about the, you know, you know, to see some of the love being spread around, you know. So,
1: as yeah. the season goes
2: on, we'll just see how much more interesting it gets, you know, how many more of these drivers, you know, we'll see, you know,
0: well, you know filtering high, filtrate
2: low. Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's cover the sixth or tenth drivers, uh, Michael McDowell. What a season he's having! He finished in sixth place at Homestead. You got Ryan Newman in seventh place, Kurt Busch finishing eighth, Alex Bowman finished ninth, and Kyle Busch rounds out the top ten here. And then those drivers that had issues: Corey LaJoy had an engine issue, as did James Davidson, and Timmy Hill had an electrical issue that them out of the race early. Uh, the number seventeen uh, of Chris Buescher. Uh, it was great to see him win that first stage. William Byron won the second stage uh, and then ultimately won the race as well. There were six uh, caution flags for 36 laps and 20, again, 20 lead changes among nine drivers in this uh, Cup Series race. So let's go back to the the top 10. Any thoughts about that top 10, Sal?
2: Yeah. You know, you know, we were just, you know, talking about, you know, Kyle Busch, you know, and, and, um, you know, you know, he picked up the 10th spot, but Ryan Newman, you know, he's, you know, you know, kind of, kind of hanging loose in there, but Michael McDowell, I think, I think we're seeing this kind of driving for Michael McDowell now, you know, before, you know, you, you, you're, you're racing every week, you know, for the championship, he's already locked in to the chase this early in the season so like they say, you know, I mean, he, you know, he's got time to, you know, experiment, try different things. Not only that, but he has to be more more of a relaxed driver, you know, you know, he has to be more relaxed, you know, and, and, you know, knowing that he's already locked in, you know, so he can, he doesn't have to, sometimes they say when you're relaxed behind the wheel, you know, you can, you can make more things happen than when you're tense. So, I mean, since he's got all these weeks until the chase, you know, you know, gives him a chance, you know, to maybe find, Find the groove, you know that he feels, you know that he can, you know that he can get, and you know for the chase does start. But it's, um, you know, uh, you know another good finish for him. I mean, you know, you gotta take your hat off, you know, to the team, you know. And you know, and, you I know, really thought that. You know.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I really thought that the Fords uh, had the advantage in the early part of the race. I and and Homestead's known to be a Ford track. But in the end, when you look at the, how this finished out, once the sun set, all of that changed. And, and that's when the Chevrolets and the Toyota, actually the only Toyota up there, uh, you have to go back, back to Kyle Bush in 10th place to see another Toyota, was Martin Truex. He competed up there with the Chevys and the Fords all, all day long. Uh, but two Chevrolets, a Toyota, another Chevrolet, uh, it was fifth place before we saw the Fords kind of uh, three Fords um, in that next group there of uh, drivers. So uh, it kind of interesting that uh, Chevrolet ended up on top at the end of the day after seeing Ford dominate.
2: Yeah, and, and, it, was, and it was a dominating win at that. I mean, it wasn't just, uh, you, know, you yes. know, race to the finish, you know. Bruno and Byron got out there in front and just really dominated the, you know, just really dominated the, You know, the race took over it He
0: certainly did He certainly did Uh, Are you ready to cover the points?
2: Yeah, let's get into the points So The way the points are looking right now uh, Here we are, driver points Driver points Danny Hamlin still leading the points Kevin Harvick second Joey Logano third Mike McDowell still sitting fourth And Chase Elliott right off the top five um, I guess it's you look at the these top five drivers: Danny Hamlin, Kevin, Joey, Michael, Chase. The only name that's different to see there is Michael Odell because we're used to seeing him, you know, down, you know, way to, you know, you know, out, out, really outside the top twenty. But um, you know, he's right, he's like, but now you know bowling.
0: he moves up to the top. If with the playoffs were to begin, he'd be right up at the top with his victory. Uh, exactly so, Yeah it, I mean that's a huge advantage Winning that Daytona race uh, For all the reasons that you described What about our next uh, Next group
2: okay. And then our, our next group Our next group is uh, Kurt Busch in sixth Chris Spell seventh Who also has a win this year Eighth is Kyle Larson Ninth is Martin Church Jr. And tenth Is uh, Brad Keselowski um, we yeah. didn't hear much, of, much think, from much from Brad this race
0: No um, You did in the early part of the race Him and Joey Logano uh, Kind of uh, were up there for the first stage uh, But what's interesting If you look at these winners, Sal William Byron, Christopher Bell And now uh, Michael McDowell These are not people we're used to seeing be the early Contenders and, and qualifiers For the playoffs this early In the season uh, I'm beginning to wonder when are we Going to see one of the veterans uh, Get a victory is that going to happen in Las Vegas This week
2: Yeah that's true you know Kevin Harvick you know he's you know He was he was strong Last year you know he's probably the strongest out of all The drivers last year with the most wins And you know we haven't seen a win from him Danny Hamlin you know we're used to catching a win You know I mean, these last few seasons before that, Danny Hamlin was just a hit and miss. But, I mean, you talk about guys like Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch, you know, who were, mm-hmm. you know, they they did come out guns a blazing, you know, already with yeah. the win. And Joey Logano was another one. You know, Joey would pick up a win early in the season. You know, And here we are, you know, like you said, you know, three races in, you know, and we haven't seen anything from, you know, from, you know, either of our you know, of our chase, uh, any of the chase contenders from last year.
0: Well, they've been they've been up there racing in the, at the top. They just haven't been able to close it out for whatever reason uh, against these guys, uh, Michael McHale, Christopher Bell, and William Byron. So I think that bodes well, I think, for the season as well. Uh, but who are our next six guys? Because it's 16 guys that are going to go to the playoffs this year.
2: Our next six is Austin Dillon. Twelfth is Ryan Priest, which is our, so far he's our highest rookie. Um, 13th no, is rookie. William Byron. Okay, he has a star next to his name.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make him a rookie. The rookies are Chase Briscoe and uh, Anthony
2: oh, yeah, that's Alfredo. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry, There's
0: yeah. only two rookies this okay. year.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So anyways, Ryan Priest, 13th William Byron. Cole Custer, who was sitting up there in the top five, and and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what happened to him at the end of the race, but he ended up back down at 13th, he got 15th, a, 14th, 15th. Oh, he something got a flat. did
0: happen at the end of the. He got a flat, yeah, he got a I flat.
2: think. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah, caused him to go back.
0: To
2: yeah. And, yeah, he finished 15th, and Cole's sitting at 14th. Chris Busher, 15th, and uh, Alex Bowman in 17th. Oh, did I forget the 16th driver? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, okay, Wallace. Wallace is
0: in 16th. Yeah, Bubba Wallace in 16th yeah. uh, place okay. there, and he's actually tied with Chris Buescher. Uh Alex is two points behind him. So, yeah, again, I think we're going to see some jockeying for position again <laughs> for those spots, uh, and I think it's going to be really tough. I'm thinking, Sal, let me know what your thoughts are that this may be the year that we see all 16 drivers uh, in the playoffs have at least one win.
2: Oh yeah. I definitely think we are. Yeah, I definitely think yeah. we are. They're just getting, you know, getting back in the, you know, getting back into the groove. Um, I, I don't think, I'm not going to say, you know, I don't, you know, everybody trying to say the COVID, but, COVID has nothing to do with it because when you talk to the drivers, once they get in the car, their focus is only oh, on, yeah. the, on the race, <laughs> on the race itself. But I just think a lot of, I think the practice not having practice and, um, and, and qualifying, I think that that's, that's why we're seeing the,
0: Even since the that. diversity
2: yeah. that we're seeing, you know, seeing this yeah. year, you know, sure. You know, you got Kyle Busch is a veteran, Ricky Stenhouse is a veteran, Ryan Newman's a veteran, um, you know, you start looking up and down at these other drivers, you know, who are low, you know, on the you know, on the um in the series uh point standings, you know, who who should know these tracks better. You know, then yeah. you go up well, and you start with these other drivers.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head with the one point saying that the, having no practice has kind of even things out. But I was reading an article earlier today and they were saying that a lot of these uh teams are starting to catch up with with the top-tier teams now uh, as far as – because NASCAR has that parts freeze situation uh, where you can't – you have to use their parts. You can't use uh, parts that are not approved by NASCAR. um, And so everybody's using the same parts. And uh, I think a lot of these other teams have kind of caught up with that and that's why we're seeing a lot of these other teams uh, do really well. And, and think about it, too. In the Xfinity series, you've got two drivers that are now being sponsored by football players. And, uh, Joe Graff Jr. is getting that extra support, as is uh, Ryan Vargas uh, getting support from an NFL football player. And I think we just might see more and more of that kind of sponsorship uh, coming in for some of these lower-funded teams, uh, and that's really going to even things out as well. So I think that I I think NASCAR is beginning to find that parity uh, between the the haves and the half nuts.
2: Yeah, you know, you kind of you kind of hope you know that that's you know that that's what's you know that that's what's happening. You know, so this way you know what we have a more level playing field, and you know what we see a lot more different names, you know, running up in the, you know, the top, i was just going to say the top 10, you know, instead of just the same, you know, same old powerhouse teams, you know, it gives the underdog teams, you know, you know, more of a chance, because now if you're noticing from week to week, you're starting to hear about these, you know, especially in the Xfinity series, you know, you're starting to hear, you know, while this driver, you know, who's racing super lane models up in five flags, you know, he picked up an Xfinity ride for two, three races. Um, this other driver, you know, picked up, you know, an Xfinity ride, you know, for, you know, for a race, you know, you're starting to hear it more and more. And I, and I think as, like you said, you know, what you, you know, you know, as, you know, when it comes to the parts, you know, and, and, you know, the cars being, you know, a little bit more equal, you know, I, I, I'm hoping, you know, we're going to start seeing, you know, the talent, you know, hopefully we'll see talent more than just, more than just the money, because for a while there, it was getting really I mean, it's out of hand when when it's all about the... um,
0: Yeah, I think we're there, um, Sal. I think we're there, so that's all really, really good. Uh, I was hoping to have a little more time to lead into our guest. He is here, Sal, uh, but why don't you do a little bit of a lead-in before you bring him into the... I'm going to bring him into the queue, but uh, let's get some info and then welcome him to the show.
2: All right, our next guest is... um, Man, I really wanted. I was really trying to get him in before we ended up our season last year, and it was right after he had just won, you know, both uh, the the um, Advanced Auto Parts uh, May Model Championship here at Irwindale Speedway. He was crowned the the um, California State Champion and also picked up the um, the SRL Southwest Tour um, Rookie of the Year Award um, for the you know for the 2020 season. So his 2020 season was really. Which you would call Dean Thompson's breakout season. Um, he had raced a season before at Orlando, you know, racing late models. But this, this year was – last year was really his, his huge breakout season. And I know he's got some news as far as what he's going to be doing this season, which is going to be really exciting to hear about that.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Dean, yeah, I he was ex- I very just,
2: excited. Uh, yeah, and I, actually I just seen Dean this past weekend when I went to the Chili Wooly 150. He was up there racing the Chili Wooly 150. And a super late model, which was which was great. So he's he's getting a lot of seat time and he's getting a lot of experience. Um he's got a great crew behind him, he's got a great team behind him, and he's got a really super awesome driver coach that and a spotter, they you know that that you just really can't um you know, that's really gonna push his um you know, his career, you know, where he wants it to go. Okay. With that, we wanna welcome Dean Toss Ta- we wanna welcome Dean Thompson to the show. Welcome to the show, Dean.
3: Hey, how y'all doing?
2: Good. Hey, um glad to finally get you on. Gosh, I know it's I know it's been a while since we've we've had you on. I think we had John sometime last year when you picked up one of your one of your first wins. But um you know it's mm-hmm. it's good to you know to get you back on, you know, after the season, you know, after the uh, actually after the awesome season you had last year, you know, with the you know, the two championships and also, you know, um locking up the rookie of the year, you know, at the SRL um, Southwest
3: tour. I mean, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head when you were uh, introducing me. I mean, when I, I have this crazy, awesome team behind me, and yeah, last season was my total breakout season, and uh, I think we're gonna show a lot more muscle this year. So I'm pretty excited for that.
2: So uh, since we didn't really get a chance to recap last season, I I, I know we're already actually we're only one one race into the season before before you know, we'll talk about, you know, what the rest of your season was like. So what was it like to, you know, to, you know, not only to wrap up the, um, you know, the, the, um, uh, the advanced auto parts late model championship, but to go along with that, you know, to be the, you know, the California state champion. Cause I know you and um, Dylan Gardner were going back and forth as far as the points on that
3: deal. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an amazing deal to be part of uh, with high point. uh Never really thought I'd get the opportunity to be battling for that, even even win it. I mean, it's just a major blessing to be doing all of this. Um even just be racing these cars is the a major blessing. Uh but that championship really meant a lot to me. Um, I had been going to this track for my whole life. Um just recently started racing at it, but ever since I was what five years old, I always I, I would go to the track um watch the late model races, you know admire all the all the really cool guys doing all that, hoping i'd be out there one day, and there I was i mean i it, it's just a dream come true, another sort of uh, a miracle
2: you know and, and you know um when you talk about going back to you know going to earned all these years isn't it- is it kind of ironic that you know watching Tim huddleston you know win his championships you know as a late model driver. You know, watching, you know, Trevor win his and then all of a sudden next, you know, here you are, Dean Thompson, you know, with high point racing, you know, racing under, you know, Tim Huddleston, Trevor, not only that, but then seeing what Ryan Partridge has gone through in his career, you know, having Ryan Partridge, you know, part of your, also part of your, um, you know, your team right there.
0: Oh, yeah,
3: no, I, I, I really got um, all the greatest things mixed into one and got the best team. I got the best team on the West Coast, and I got the best driver as my driver coach. I mean, it, it's like one of the best drivers. Um, I mean, it's just freaking amazing to have um, all of this, all of this in the palm of my hand. The fact that all of this deserves nothing championship, you know? Like just the just the the caliber of a team, the caliber of a of a driver coach. If I wasn't winning championships with what I got right now. I probably shouldn't be in the seat. So how did how did all this come how did
2: all of this come about? Because everybody knows when you go to Oriendale there's you know, you have of course you got high point racing, you know, you had um Alex Alex Mart um, Alex Martinez, you know, who had a car open, you know, you have all these, you know, all these different teams, you know, people are selling cars, you know, and you know, we see the drivers, you know, who based Joe Nava's another one, you know, who had cars open. You know, and, and how did all this come about, you know, that you ended up with um you know, with with, uh, with Tim Huddleston and high point racing?
3: Yeah. Um so when I was back racing quarter midgets behind Orange Show at the uh quarter midget track there, um, I grew up with Cole Custer, um, and Joe Custer. So we raced together all the time. Um of course Cole now in the Cup series. Uh so I took a big hiatus from racing after, uh, after my fourth year. Um, and when I, when I decided I wanted to come back and take another a shot at it, um, my dad knew to call Joe, knew to call, knew to call Joe Custer. And, um, Joe was like, Hey, uh, that sounds great. I think you're going to be a great fit for high point racing and Tim. So he called, we called him up and he's like, come on over. Once we you in a car, so that's really how, that's how the high point uh, relationship started, was me um, going to the Race LA, um, and just trying one of their cars, doing pretty well in it to start off, and my my relationship with Ryan started off with um, him being the one teaching me the ropes of driving a race, driving a full size race car, so I mean all it's all been in the works. about three three years now
2: you know what and dean you also have an uncle that used to race super late all the way from erndale all the way gosh uh he he raced a lot of tracks how much of an inspiration was or how much help has he been you know you know in, in 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 getting started and also um you know any any help he might have given you know like coaching tips and stuff like that
3: i mean yeah it was always really inspiring to see him out on track um that uh that red seventy car, I've always wanted to be out there, you know duking it out with all the other guys. I think it's been um I think that was a really big motivator for me to uh go and go to Irwindale, show him what I got, you know uh, watching him do his thing, just thinking i you know i I can do I can do that probably even better so um that's just my that that was my motivation um for coming back and. Doing what I do right now
1: hmm.
2: Interesting And with that, Dean, I'm going to turn it over to Sharon To the show host I know, I know she has some questions for you Sharon mm-hmm.
0: uh, Hi, Dean, welcome to the show Hello <laughs> uh, We're excited to have you on the show tonight uh, I, I know Sal's uh, been talking You up about everything that you're doing with the late model racing, rookie of the year honors. Talk a little bit about that, because I know in the SRL, they have a lot of really good drivers. Uh, and for you to take those honors as rookie of the year, uh, that had to feel pretty good.
3: Oh, yeah. It was an amazing feeling, Sharon. I just, I, I never thought, one, um, I'd be contending for the Rookie of the Year in the Southwest Tour. Sewer. I mean what what a historic what a historic series I'm I'd be part I'm part of. Um and to win Rookie of the Year in it, I mean it's just that's just mind boggling to know that I am part of such a historic you know, such a cal- strong caliber of field. Um really uh it shows how much uh, how much of an amazing team I got behind me. Um, I mean, these guys worked worked their butts off and uh, really couldn't do it without them.
0: Well, yeah, and let's talk about that. I know you mentioned some of the the drivers uh, that have been kind of around you. Uh, Who is your crew chief and and, and the other guys that you've been kind of working with uh, as part of your team?
3: Yeah, so um, my... Hi, drill is um Ryan Partridge. Really big been a big help and inspiration for me. Um in all my driving. He bought, he taught me how to hold a steering wheel. Um, I mean it's, he's been a major factor in my um development in racing. That's for sure.
1: Trevor, cool.
3: It, Ryan is a very cool guy. Um Trevor, uh, my teammate is all has always been a really big He's been a big brother to me, um, always giving me tips, pointers. You know, there's nothing to hide from him. I mean, he, he just he, he lets it all out. He lets lets you know everything. Um, really, really cool guy. Really helpful. He's also taught me almost everything I know. Um, and then I got my crew guys. I got um, Andy Partridge, Ryan's brother. I got Ernie. I um, got Jimmy Naya. Uh Kenny, Grant, uh, all the guys at High Point. Um oh they're all they're all really amazing. Ethan, um, just to name a few. All yeah, the people awesome. build killer race guards.
0: Yes, it sounds like they do. Um uh, Ryan Partridge, uh we've talked with him quite a bit and and Trevor Huddleston as well. Uh, those guys are, are really good mentors for you to have. And uh, uh, I, know, I know you announced you had an announcement back in uh, February, early February, you made a big announcement at High Point. Yes, ma'am. You want to tell us about that?
3: Yeah. Um, we're going to be running the full ARCA West schedule um, with High Point Racing. Pretty excited for that. Um, I feel as if I'm qualified enough to be running the schedule. Uh
0: maybe maybe when a few I'm
3: uh, pretty excited to see how I stack up against that field.
0: Yes. it, it is exciting and, and their race is coming up not this weekend but uh next weekend. Uh you're gonna be racing uh not just with the Arca West, but you'll have the Arca Menard series guys out there on the track with you as well. So how are you preparing for that?
3: I mean, yeah, I mean it's gonna be not a short of a challenge, uh, to be racing with those Arcaman Arts guys. I mean, those guys are top tier, top, top tier uh teams. Um so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be big learning curve going from short tracks to uh to a big Phoenix, you know? Um but yep. You know, I'm doing everything I can to prepare for this race. Um, Eating, drinking right, working out, um, mentally preparing myself, um, watching video, everything I can do I've been working on to make sure I can go into this race with with the most confidence and I've done everything I could. I I like to know that I have no, absolutely no excuse as to why – I didn't win or I did win, you know, I just, I, I do everything I can to try and perform the best. Cause I know the guys work. I I know the guys at the shop do their best for me. So.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what makes a great team. So I'm real happy for you, Dean. I'm looking forward to watching you guys race uh, this season and uh uh, I'm real excited for this Phoenix opener and then you guys get to, to have the finale there as well. So uh and and I'm glad that we've got a chance to kinda of get to know you a little bit here on the show uh before we see you out there on the track. Uh what's your car number this season? So we can let everybody know what car it was 51. for. The number fifty one, of course. Well, 351. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, 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 the green okay, so, 51. Oh, green 51. Okay. So, yeah, I <coughs> thought it was the 51. Um, okay, so the green 51 is the car that we're going to be looking for out there on the track. And uh, uh, this is the time of the show uh, that you get a chance to do a few shout-outs uh, to whoever you want to give a shout-out to. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, Give a shout-out to all my sponsors. Um, Thompson Pipe Group, uh, High Point Racing, Race Car Factory, uh, Ford Performance, Haas Racing Development. Um, All of them really helped me do what I do um, to live out my dream. Got to thank my family, my mom, my dad, my sister, my little brother, all of them, been my biggest supporters, always pushing me in the right direction to perform the best. Um, I got to thank my friend, uh, all of them watching at home. I got to thank Sam, my girlfriend. Um, I got to thank... I mean, it just I, mean, I just got to thank the Lord. I mean, this is... Like I said, it's been a blessing. It's been amazing to do all of this and I really couldn't do it uh, without him. Um, it's just been awesome, awesome, awesome to do what I do. And it's... uh all the glories to God. So I thought well, the was I got.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think those are all really good shout-outs. And, uh, again, we hope this isn't the last time we get a chance to visit with you. We do have a, a winner's circle as well. If you win the race, we'll, we'll have Sal tap you on the shoulder to come visit us again. But, uh, regardless, we hope we get another opportunity throughout this season to visit with you. So uh, good luck to you out of Phoenix. And uh, uh, we'll be watching that number 51 car.
3: For sure. Thank you guys, for having me on the show. Always fun to be here.
0: Okay. Take care now, Dean. Thank you. All, all right. That is Dean Thompson. He races with High Point Racing in the number 51 car. And you'll be able to watch him at Phoenix International. Not Phoenix International anymore. It's just called Phoenix Raceway on march the 12th and that race uh they're saying is going to take place at 7:30 p.m eastern time so uh you'll want to definitely mark your calendars for that so uh that was a, a really nice interview and a chance for us to get to know him
2: yeah he's really a nice he's really nice guy to track i mean i really enjoy hanging around with him and him and the rest of the team, you know, he talked, you know, talked about Andy Parker, you know, and Jim and and, uh you know, Tim, of course, you know, Trevor's part of that group. And, you know, it's a, it's a whole contingency there, but I'll, I'll tell you, Sharon, man, they're, they're really a nice group of guys. And Dean's really, really need to, to hang around, you know, watch them race. You know, I've been fortunate, you know, once again, you know, to see another upcoming driver, you know, come through, you know, you know, come through the ranks you know, and get to know him real well you know and um you know he's he's definitely one that's that's you know probably going to going places you know he's got a good solid sponsor in his dad's company with Thompson Pipe group, which out here in rialto, and um you know he's got a really good group of people behind him, you know, as he mentioned you know his whole team, you know past champions, you know which help you know which help you know and um you know plus you know the you know the blessings from Joe Custer and you know stuff you know mm-hmm. um, uh Hossie and you know gene off and hasey and c you know who also you know helps fund this program yep. you know and uh it's well, uh it's a, the, it's a good group it, they have there
0: it is we've still got the truck series here uh to talk about before we say goodnight. so uh I wanted to get your thoughts Ben Rhodes wins the uh first two races out uh Two victories for him in the uh, truck series. What are your thoughts there? Yeah,
2: I don't know. It's, um, let me see who's on the entry list for this week's race. Let me see. Uh, we've still got Sheldon Creed, who's strong, you know, who's, you know, who can, who can pop off a win. We already know that at any time. Um, David Gillen yeah. entered, entered this weekend too. You know, was always, was always going to be a strong, um, you know, a strong a contender for that win. Um, Zane Smith, right. you know, who has had but the best of luck. But we're looking at the past you know, a...
0: results. So we're going to do the preview on Thursday night, Sal. We're looking for okay, well, what me. they've done. Yeah, I asked okay, you about you Ben know, Rhodes winning the two races.
2: Okay, yeah, I mean, he won the two races. I mean, that's, you know, that's, um, you know, that's awesome. I mean, you know, he's on a roll. That that's definitely for he, sure, you know, he's got a lot of momentum going with them, you know, getting into this weekend.
0: He certainly does. Thor Sport made that switch over uh to the they made the switch over from Ford to over to Toyota's and it seems like uh it's really worked out well for him in particular. Uh but uh I'll tell you what, the, the, uh, we had Christian Eckes on, you remember we had him on. Uh, he talked about how the intensity is just ramped up uh, this year. It's always been intense in the trucks, but he was telling us how much more ramped up it seems like this season. And it certainly uh, kind of showed up on the track as well. Uh, the last race you had Ben Rhodes, Sheldon Creed finished in second, John Hunter Nemechek in third, uh, Todd Gilliland in fourth, and Raleigh Erbst uh, run, ran that race, and he came home with a top five.
2: Yeah, we, uh, yeah, Sheldon, Sheldon was tough that race and, you know, once again, you know, like when we talked about last time, you know, I thought Sheldon was going to actually win the race, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, he got himself in trouble, you know, on the road course, but, um, you know, Ben, Ben stayed out front and got the win.
0: Yep, he certainly did. Now, uh, and we talked about this a little bit before too, but there's several drivers that are running for rookie of the year this year and Chandler Smith kind of tops that list. But you've also got Carson Hosovar, uh, Chase Purdy, Haley Deegan, uh, all contending for that. It's actually just four. Uh, It seems like a lot more. Uh, But four drivers are going to be contending for the rookie of the year honors uh, in this truck series.
2: Yeah, we're going to have a good – it's a lot better than the cup series in Xfinity where they only got one and two. So, um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I guess when you have, well you have four drivers, you know, um, you know, it's going to make it exciting. Um, anything can happen with these four. I mean, I just, I just don't see nobody beating Chandler Smith out of it. Um,
0: yeah. Chandler Smith's going to be tough. Oh
2: well, yeah. He's in a, he's in a Toyota. He's, he's, he's tough. I mean, you know, um, you know Chase Purdy. You know he's got experience. Um, Carson Hosevar, He's his own worst. He's his own worst nightmare out on the track. And Deegan. She's she's first year out there. You know she's got a lot to learn. But um, I would say Chandler Smith. Even though he's you know he's young, but I think Chandler. He's got a, Out of all of them, I think Chandler has the most seat time out of all out of all the drivers because Chandler does a lot of super late model racing and. He does a lot more than just a truck, so he's he's in a he's in a yeah. car as far as off that he can. So, and I, I think that yeah, seat he, time is going to is going to
0: be he, huge. It is going to be huge, and, and he's been really good on the short tracks in the in the um, ARCA series. So, I look for him to be really good on those kind of tracks in this uh, truck series. This, well, uh, let's just remind everybody what the series point standings look like as they head into Las Vegas this uh, next weekend.
1: Oh,
2: truck series news. Truck series news. Well, I just had, I was just on it right now, and then all of a sudden, oh, here it is, right here. You know, Driver points Yeah um, uh, Let me guess Ben Rose is leading Oh man I'm good <laughs> I'm so races, good
0: Two wins
2: <laughs> <laughs> Two wins But what about behind leading.
0: himself
2: <laughs> Oh who's behind him Sneaking up behind him is Don't ever count him out As John Hunter Nemechek And of course Sheldon Creed This Sheldon in the next Race Could actually Make a Make a make a huge statement. Sheldon is always tough. I don't, it's funny from when, when you look at Sheldon's background and the way he just yep. took a liking to these trucks, it's amazing. And then of course you got Chandler Smith in fourth, but then you got the, the you got the crafty veteran and Matt Crafton sitting in fifth and if Matt Crafton has any type of a season. He's, he's going to definitely be up in that top three. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll see Matt in the, in the, um, in the uh, chase at the end of the season. And then, yep,
0: uh, I think he's like Toyota as well.
2: Oh, yeah. And then Carson Hosovar. Seventh is Rafael Assard. Eighth is Cody Robar. Ninth is Johnny Sauter. He's another one. I mean, there is a lot of mystery with Johnny Sauter as to who's he's going to drive for. It seems like week to week, you know. Um, Toby Christie always talks about, oh, I heard Sauter's. In this truck and not in that truck, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, oh, but Johnny so far Sauter's far. always, yeah, Johnny Sauter's always a good, uh, he's always a good uh, solid contender. And then, uh, tenth, Ryan Tricks, the brother of Martin Tricks Jr. So Ryan's yeah. been around a long time. He's been around for it. Gosh, for. And I can't imagine, I, I remember when he was racing the All-Star Showdown out here at Urando back in like <laughs> 2001, 2002 was the first time I met Ryan. It yeah. was him and Joey Logano and him, Joey Logano, and, uh, and uh, there were some other drivers from, you know, from back east. But it was like one of the first races that Joey, that Joey ran in over here at Urendale, and Ryan was racing back then.
0: Yep, yep, Orion is uh, a really good driver, and it's good to see him in that top 10. And then you've got Todd Gilliland in 11th and Austin Wayne Self up in 12th place. Uh, but, again, I think we're going to see a lot of activity on the cut line here in the truck series as well, Sal, because uh, the competition is just amazing. When you think about some of these guys that are kind of down in the points right now, Stuart Friesen, Brett Moffat, Zane Smith. Timothy Peters, we know he's he's a good contender. Um, Austin Hill in 25th. uh, You know, it's a little bit of a head-scratcher to see some of these guys so low in the point standing. So I think we're going to see a lot of uh, activity in this truck series as the season progresses. And, uh, uh, yeah, you've got three of those Thor Sport cars up in the top ten, uh, Grant Infinger is sharing a ride this year in that number 98 car with uh, Christian Echies. Uh But he's got a ride this weekend at Las Vegas. He's going to be in the number nine car uh, for a different team. I think he's – is he driving for Cody? I forget which team he now.
2: I, I i heard that he had a ride for two or three races in the Xfinity yeah.
0: Series.
1: In the truck um, Grant series, Infinger.
2: Yeah. Uh, also, no, and, and it, I think Xfinity too.
1: If oh, I'm not mistaken, I see Infinity? something.
2: Yeah, I think I see something about Xfinity. But he, he Grant's a really nice guy. I, I had a chance to talk with him at the Snowball Derby this year. He he ran the Snowball Derby, and um, really super, really super nice guy, real accommodating and stuff like that. But he counted great too. a 34 spot. Gosh, I don't think he's going to be 34 for long.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying We're going to see a lot of those guys That are kind of at the bottom of the list They're going to be making their way up on top of that list It was also announced this week, Sal That uh, Bill Lester Is planning to come back To trucks He's going to be in a truck uh, for Atlanta And he's looking for sponsorship To, to have some some uh, Additional races on the schedule This season uh, We do have him scheduled to be on our show Uh, he's scheduled to be on the show on March the 15th, uh, because he also has a book, uh, that has come out and, uh, he's going to come on and talk a little bit about that book, but, uh, we'll have a chance to talk to him about racing at Atlanta motor speedway. That that'll be the Monday before he races at Atlanta.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's going to be a good, good conversation, you know,
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know,
2: especially, you know, you know, yeah.
0: So, definitely looking forward to talking to him about that. Um, and then yeah, that, Ben Rhodes uh when he his uh, second win uh actually brought him uh the 200th victory for Toyota at the same time. So, that was pretty cool to hear.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, anytime you know a manufacturer. I think what this weekend, Rick Hendrick, got his. I forget how many wins they say he has done with. Uh, with when William Byron picked up the win on Sunday, didn't mention it was just like a high outrageous number.
0: Wow, yeah, it's uh, pretty amazing. I think he. I think Roush has been the winningest team, and I think he's up there with Roush now as far as the number of wins.
2: So it felt like two hundred and fifty wins or something like that.
0: Yeah. I know it's a lot. I think you're right. like
2: holy cow man, but you know, I mean between uh Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon, you know, they you know you know, they really, you know, did a you know you know, really added, you know, a lot of that you know, a lot of the wins. Plus, you know, all the other drivers he you know he's had in the past, you know, that come, you know, come through the this company's organization.
0: Yes. They do have Grant Infinger listed in the number nine. Brett Holmes is going to make his debut uh, at Las Vegas in the number 32. Connor Daly is going to be in the number 44. And Kyle Busch is going to be in this race uh, at Las Vegas in the number 51. So uh, a lot to look forward to. 40 trucks are entered, so no drivers are going to miss the race. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch that out at Las Vegas.
2: Yeah, you fear Kyle Busch is going to come back and race in his hometown, you know, and uh, you know he he always likes racing, you know, in front of the you know the hometown crowd, and and uh, you know it's going to be an yes. exciting exciting truck race.
0: It will indeed. So, Sal, uh, it's been a, a great. Uh, Talking with you, I'm definitely looking Forward to next Monday night Uh, Next Monday we have uh, Corey Heim coming on the show I've got another driver we're working on For that 9 o'clock slot Uh, And uh, I think it's going to be Another fun show We appreciate everything that you do
2: Right, Sounds good, we'll see everybody next week Have a safe week Stay safe, wear your mask And uh, hopefully Pretty soon we get out of this Pandemic, and we can start seeing more um, more fans at the race. More fans will, you know, be able to go and enjoy some races, especially out here on the West Coast, because we're really well. Vegas has had allowing fans, but you know, like yeah. our short tracks, you know, are really hurting. Our short tracks are hurting right now. You know, oh, we really know. need the fans to to bump that revenue so we can stay open. I mean, you know, yes, it, it was sad to go to to go to Tucson this week and not see any fans in the yeah, especially the Chili Willy One Hundred and Fifty they get a really good crowd there for, for the, um, for that race. And we got our winner's show now coming up in two weeks and, and once again, no yep. fans for the, so it's, it's tough, but either way, you guys all be safe. Have a good week, have a good show. And, um, we'll talk to everybody next week. Good night.
0: Oh, okay. Take care Sal.
1: Okay.
2: Goodbye.
0: All right. Uh, we're finished up with our preview, our review show and uh, now it is time for our hot topics sound off and joining us for tonight's show is uh, none other than Jay Guzman welcome to the show
4: well thank you Sharon i just uh, i just almost have to add another hot topic there if we will at the end of this with the truck series uh, entry list i hadn't seen all of that yet
0: oh okay uh and then also joining us for hot topics tonight is Tommy uh, welcome to the show, Tommy Kraft.
5: Hey, how are y'all?
0: We're doing great. Uh, looking forward to our our hot topic discussion here tonight. Uh, and it, it's, Jay is always armed and ready. Uh, so we'll go ahead and start with Jay for the first topic and uh, go ahead and get right into it. So, Jay, what do you got?
4: Well, I'm a little uh, disappointed here. I knew Mike said he was working. I didn't realize Andy wasn't going to be here tonight.
0: Yeah, Andy's not going to make it tonight either. Uh, I tried to see if I could get Owen or Sam on, but they both uh, were obligated already. But I will tell you, next uh, Monday night, Owen is going to be on Hot Topics with us.
4: All right. That's, I think that's his first time, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that'll be his first time. So, Owen is definitely going to be here for next Monday night. So, you get a little bit of a break, Tommy, uh, unless Andy (laughs) can't make it. (laughs) Uh, Or Mike can't make it. You're going to get a break. So, uh, we'll have Owen on with us. So, we'll give him a chance.
5: All right. He definitely, he has a bit on, he definitely needs to be on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so what do you got for us, Jay? I was, was going to say they got they got to rotate.
4: Who can put up with me and Mike the longest? So uh, give everybody a, <laughs> give everybody a break. <laughs> now, yeah, first, uh, first topic. This past weekend, obviously, I had the race at Homestead. Third race of the year was supposed to originally be second, but got shifted a little bit. Again, some great racing. So the, the question had to come up of, does it deserve to have the championship weekend back? uh and i know Sharon you're uh, if you want to look at Mike and Andy both had some comments under it um as we go around we'll get their comments in there
0: okay uh Tommy what are your thoughts I have well to the right i thought here.
5: That sunday i thought that sunday was a great race um I kind of missed Homestead the past couple of years because uh, I always like to think when they're ending the season they're going somewhere warm to end the season. Which uh, Phoenix was a great championship last year, but uh, this Homestead race was very, very interesting. And in, in, in my opinion, uh, it looked like any, like a handful of drivers could have won the race. Um, so it was it was entertaining and. I think maybe they should consider doing, like, uh, the rotating schedule where they go to a different track at at the end of every year.
0: And I'm kind of right there with you, uh, uh, Tommy, because I I really like the idea. I think one of the reasons why they switched it up is that we know that certain drivers are better at Homestead than other drivers, and in a way that gives them – Uh, a little bit of an edge over everybody else so the fact that they changed it up gives somebody else that edge when they go to phoenix uh and i agree with you i think it's something that needs to be changed up uh every couple of years uh just to keep the competition level where we need it to be and we saw some good racing at phoenix uh, I like. I had a lot of fun watching those races at Homestead this weekend, uh, and for that to be the third race after Daytona, uh, you couldn't ask for a better race that, uh, than to have Homestead uh, right after Daytona. And I kind of like the idea that they're starting out at Daytona, uh, moving to Homestead, and keeping it in Florida uh, as they get the season kicked off here. I think there's some advantages uh, to doing that. So. I wouldn't advocate for that, but let's hear what Michael has to say. Uh, Michael says, yes, absolutely, going to a track once per year for a special event was a really cool thing that I think was lost with the move to Phoenix. Well, we could count on Michael for that. (laughs) Um, But obviously I think at least two of us disagree with that. I'm curious to hear what Jay has to say in a minute here. But then – Andy kind of agrees with Tommy and I. He said, I'd almost rather see it rotated around, but Homestead is better than Phoenix. He does feel mm-hmm. that Homestead uh, puts on a good event. And then, uh, Jay, you made some comments here, but I'm going to let you uh, speak for yourself. So what are your thoughts? Well,
4: yeah, they they kind of fall in line. They're the one theme uh, through most of us anyway. Uh, was of seeing the rotation And I understand maybe not every year um, They're limited on the tracks They could do it Phoenix, Las Vegas Daytona Which I don't think I want to see it there Necessarily uh, Homestead Maybe the Carolina-Atlanta I mean we go back to Atlanta But Atlanta's wasn't real good back when they used to uh, to host it So a three to five year is what I put um, at most, and and then I think it needs to change, and possibly with Nashville coming back. Uh, Again, I'm not sure I Mm want to necessarily see it on a short track, Um, but I do think Phoenix, Las Vegas, and Homestead are three that they should consider rotating it amongst. Now, uh, being that Mike isn't here and I can't argue with him, I guess I'll just agree with him. I think he does have a point with Homestead being a -a once-a-year visit track. Versus Phoenix, we go to twice. So I think that did kind of set it apart, the fact that they only visited once a year. And I think we do get a little bit more action. You know, he said that the, was, uh, that was what was lost with move, the move to Phoenix. But when I look at Homestead, there are so many different lines. Uh, and we've seen other drivers become more adept, especially You know, we talked about it during the race, these Xfinity guys, and I had a little bit of concern if maybe we weren't putting too much of the Xfinity onto the cup as they moved into cup because the way the Xfinity car handles and you can rub the wall, but there were several there. And then you had several veterans, Truex, Larson, that used that high groove as well. Um, But then also the bottom worked when it needed. And if you had to, uh, and we saw Kyle Larson with, with patience, use that bottom line when necessary. So, uh, I do think it provides some great racing and I'm taking nothing away from Phoenix. Uh, like you said, last year's championship event was great. Uh, and that's why I say, I think two, three, five at the most and and rotate it. You know, I know that a lot of fans aren't a fan of Las Vegas, but again, then if that's one that's viable, as far as the weather and the the schedule, give them their five year or three year, five year deal.
0: Okay. Um,
5: Did you have any follow-up comment, Tommy? Uh, yes. Uh, he uh, just brought up Atlanta, and um, I had kind of forgotten that before they were doing Homestead that the final race used to be in Atlanta, so I think it mm-hmm. would be kind of cool to include that one in that rotation of tracks, and maybe instead of Vegas. I mean, I don't mind Vegas, but maybe do Atlanta, Homestead, and now Phoenix just to keep it interesting and to keep rotating. But I, I do like that rotating idea. And then Michael's kind of right. That race at Homestead was, was really fun. So they only go there once a year, so kind of make it a special event if you are going to go.
0: Yeah. And and I think everybody agrees that they love the racing at Homestead. It's It's a good track uh but i i I do think the rotation is a better thing to do and i I like yeah you know, I think it was a good idea to have it at the beginning of the season uh you know, right after hitting those Daytona tracks uh i I thought having homestead right there with it uh just made that whole opening of the season up uh pretty exciting as well uh so and something that fans could look forward to every year. Uh, the same as they did with it at the season finale. Uh, But I I do like the idea of rotating it around uh, for all the reasons that we've already described, but I'm going to throw one more reason in there. Uh, And that's that you want to try to get fans in different parts of the country that chance to experience a season finale. And by rotating it, uh, everybody gets that, not everybody maybe, but you open up that door for more people to have that experience. And I just think that the rotating idea uh, is, is hitting the mark on the, hitting the nail on the head, if you will, as far as uh, doing something that uh, keeps it competitive and uh, keeps it exciting uh, for year after year. And uh, I, I just love that idea. So, uh, for your follow-up, Jay.
4: Okay, correct, correct me if I'm wrong here, Tommy. You were born in 1995.
5: Yes, that's right, 95.
4: Okay, well that would that would partially explain that. Uh, I was going to say uh, I do like the racing in Atlanta. I think it does a, a great job of hosting their events and the championship weekend. However, uh, back in 95, 96, uh, 97 that time frame, and Gordon was winning his championships. I was in Atlanta, and there's a reason it did come out of there because it can be rather cold come November in Atlanta. Uh, So there there is a reason for that one. Again, if that were a couple-year deal, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Uh, But I think Sharon did hit on something real special special there of of the opportunity for fans in different areas. Now, we know some fans are going to travel no matter where it is uh but it does spread it around a little bit for that championship weekend not just a race but the championship weekend and all that that entails uh assuming we get out of the pandemic and everything and fans can participate in mm-hmm. said events uh which i know we're going in a good direction so that's always a good thing uh got to look at the positive there but yeah, I think I think the rotation. I think NASCAR could work something out on that rotation. The other thing I will say, Sharon, I think you're right. If Miami is not the championship weekend, working it into a, a Florida swing to start the season worked real well, and we'll have to see now as uh, where California comes back into play, possibly next year, again, depending on the track and the uh, COVID situation of the West Coast Swing. Um, whether it's just a two race deal, Daytona 500 and Homestead, or if they keep that Daytona road course in there, you know, that came into play because of the missed uh, opportunity in California. So hopefully, hopefully NASCAR is looking at that. And I understand they'd like to have, and I don't know if they went away from the whole three to five year deal on, on races for tracks. I know they've said that, Hey, we want to shake up the schedule. Um, you know especially when it comes to fans who say plan a trip every year I understand that but uh this whole rotating it especially when it comes to the championship weekend I think maybe be a little more flexible
0: okay uh that will be I guess the last word on that topic and Tommy will move to you uh for your hot topic
5: okay so the next one up will be Kyle Petty sparks backlash from Hamlin and Kozlowski for saying that veteran drivers at JGR should be looking over their shoulders after Ty Gibbs's win.
0: Yeah, that was kind of an interesting comment. Um, I guess uh, they were saying, you know, they've, they've you know, Christopher Bell's win uh, should wake guys up. But uh, I agree to a certain degree, but I I disagree in a lot of respects as well. Um, I think that uh, Kyle Petty sometimes he he means well a lot of times, but he steps in it sometimes, uh, and those drivers are right on top of him when he does. Uh, I think Hamlin is uh, definitely secure at. Joe Gibbs Racing a couple years ago We we questioned that uh, But He has come on strong the last year Or two and so I don't think he has to be looking over his so- Shoulder there at all uh, it's Christopher Bell Securing his place Within the organization there So I don't think he has to look over His shoulder either um, But um I think it goes back to what we kind of talked about last week on Hot Topics with with uh, 2311 racing coming under the affiliation of Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, I think that the overflow issue that Toyota was experiencing with no room at the end is going to be addressed with the 23 racing team. So I don't, and somebody else mentioned that here as well. Um, That uh, uh, Andy, I guess, mentioned it, that uh, 2311 is going to take care of the overflow. So I think those guys at Joe Gibbs Racing are are very secure in their seat. Uh, So I know uh, Michael says he strongly agrees with Denny as well. We've seen a lot of overhyped rookies the past few years, and every single one of them has done worse. Than the veteran they replaced, well, we can't say that about Christopher Bell. He's already won the race this year. Uh, the only one who has really panned out at all is Elliot and it took him three years to even win a race. Um, so his other comment, surprising to see this from Kyle Petty, of all people. He was the one guy who didn't buy into the Danica hype train, and he got crucified for it. So um, I thought it was interesting comments. I don't think he meant it quite as uh, quite the way that those guys took it, but uh, you know they're they're going to jump in and and have their say, uh, no matter what. Uh, uh, And it's not just the Christopher Bell win, but it's the Ty Gibbs win that I guess uh, plays into this, because Ty Gibbs is an up and coming. Driver, But I think that he'll probably end up, at least for part of his time, at 2311 Racing. So what are your thoughts, uh, Jay?
4: Well, th- there's two sides to it. I do feel that that Kyle Petty has a point. Uh, as I mentioned, we've seen this before. Kenseth got pushed out for Eric Jones, and Eric Jones got pushed out for uh, Christopher Bell. So there, and then uh, Truex uh, moving over as well uh, comes into play. So there is some, uh, a point behind what, what Kyle saying. And especially, I mean, I hate to say it, but with Ty Gibbs being the grandson of Joe Gibbs, I think he has maybe a stronger inside track to getting into the main four at Joe Gibbs Racing than anybody else. Not to say it can't happen. We've seen it with the Dillons, uh, Ty mm-hmm. Dillon opted not to uh, come into Richard Childers. You know, so many things, other things do come into play. And especially right now with the possibility of Toyota expanding in the 2311 team, which they have talked about already. Um, you know, we kind of covered that as a hot topic, and I'm still kind of lukewarm on that one. Um, the results haven't quite shown. I mean, the speed in the car is there, but the results aren't. So we'll have to see how that goes, but and whether how much Toyota and sponsors back it. I do think they need to for the reason you mentioned. Toyota has had a problem with there's only four spots at the top level. Uh, you know that limits your up and coming guys. So I think that the expansion of the 2311 team would provide that for Toyota to keep drivers in their realm. The one thing here with with what Mike said though on. Kyle Petty not buying into the hype of Danica and getting crucified for it and there I got to stand behind <laughs> Kyle I think that's one where he saw it that was overhyped I don't know that Ty Gibbs is necessarily being overhyped I don't know that Christopher Bell was overhyped did he win mm-hmm. in his rookie year no but he wasn't with the uh, Joe Gibbs 4 he was with an affiliate team um, that just wasn't quite up to par and he did improve throughout the year just as we've seen, like he mentioned, Chase Elliott, it took him three years to win at Hendrick Motorsports. So I think in the case of Danica, he was on point that, and it wasn't necessarily against her. It was especially being that she moved up to the cup too soon. We're not seeing Mm -hmm. that with uh, Ty Gibbs. We're not seeing that with Christopher Bell. They came through the other series, were winning and battling for championships. Danica wasn't. So, uh, I think in this case, I think Kyle's on the right track. He's seeing a when when you should look at a rookie and when you shouldn't.
0: Okay, Tommy, your thoughts?
5: Uh, I agree with you guys, but uh, what I'm thinking is this. Um, I kind of agree with you where you said that Vinny Hamlin and Keselowski kind of took Kyle Petty's comments the wrong way. It's more so of like a, a heads-up type thing, but um, – the way I see it, or the way I'm looking at it, is you got John Hunter Nemechek in the trucks for Toyota, you got Ty Gibbs, Harrison Burton, and Brandon Jones, uh, Daniel Hemrick now, all of Joe Gibbs in the Xfinity, and then you got some, you got some drivers that are getting on up there in age, like Denny and Kyle and Martin Truex, and yeah, I've just you've seen Kenseth get kicked out, Jones, Suarez. Carl Edwards retired suddenly. I just feel that it happens again to somebody. I don't know who it'll happen to, but they're going to be moving around to get that talent into one of those cup cars. Now, I still think that 23XI expands to two cars, but I feel like Matt Bedetadetto or somebody like that gets put in that car next year. Cause I think Denning did make the comments that he wanted a veteran driver in there, but, if Joe Gibbs is helping out with that organization, then they might just plug the town in there, and, and that'll work. And then Martin and Kyle Bush and Denny don't have to worry about anything, which I know Denny doesn't have to worry about anything right now, or Truex. Or, well, they probably – none of them have anything to worry about because the are they're all walks through to next year. But um, after next year, yeah, they might want to. I want to watch out
0: yeah there are a lot of uh you bring up a good point there are a lot of uh, toyota teams out there uh and some of those drivers are certainly going to be looking to be moving up into the series next year um but i kind of see it in a couple different ways um and, and i agree with your point tommy that eventually somebody's going to have to move. And I I do think that we've got drivers up in that organization that will be ready to make that move. Um, uh, But uh, let me see if I can remember my point now. Um, The thing is, is these guys are, these guys that are coming up, what I was going to say is that I really enjoyed the Xfinity series racing. When we lost a lot of the really good drivers in Xfinity series, the quality of the racing suffered. And I thought the truck series was better than the Xfinity series for a few years. You remember when we were saying that, Jay, we were saying the Xfinity just isn't that much fun to watch. Um, The truck series was a lot more fun to watch. Well, now, the Xfinity Series has been a lot more fun to watch, and I think it's because we've got a mix of different drivers in there. You've got drivers like Austin Sindrick that are staying in for that that extra year of uh, driving that I think is going to help them when they make that transition up to the Cup Series. And I hope we see more drivers follow that route uh, and stay in the Xfinity Series for a little bit longer. Uh, now, Austin definitely, there's no reason why he shouldn't be in a Cup Series next year. Uh, you could maybe say the same thing for Harrison Burton. He's been in Xfinity now for, for two or three years. But some of these drivers, I think, could benefit from staying in um, in the Xfinity Series or the Truck Series. I love seeing John Hunter Nemechek go back to the trucks. I think he's well-suited for the trucks. I think he'll be a strong competitor there. I think that only strengthens... All, all three series and the quality of the racing that we're watching. And, you know, they say that, uh, you know, attendance was down. Now it's not a good time to judge it because of the pandemic. But these are drivers that are going to bring fans to the track when that is going to happen again. And um, I, I think we need to hang on to that. When, when drivers like Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch and those guys – uh, get ready to leave. I don't necessarily see them going to the Truck Series or the um, Xfinity Series. Uh, I see them more retiring and and getting more involved with their race teams. So you know, Kyle Busch is going to go to Kyle Busch Motorsports and maybe build that into a Cup team. Uh, Denny Hamlin's going to go to 2311 Racing and he's going to become more involved there uh, when he decides to retire. I know they're saying they're going to be around for a while, but, uh, you know, time always has a way of telling the rest of the story, and we'll have to see how it all plays out. But uh, I think there's some benefit to these guys staying in the lower tiers for a little longer. But you're right, there's a lot of drivers knocking at the door, Tommy, uh, without a doubt. So, Jay, what are your thoughts?
1: Well,
4: I think we got about eight different hot topics we could pull for, from this section alone. Um, <laughs> the th- there there has to be some concern, and I know and I I know it's a little early uh, if you whenever you got to jump in here if I'm still talking to cut me off here at the uh, yeah. Of your, let me uh, go ahead deal. and do
0: the announcement before okay. you start because okay. that way you can get into it without the interruption. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and announce for our first time listeners uh, at this point of the show uh, at ten thirty sharp, we go off the air, but we do continue recording the rest of our conversation, and that becomes kind of bonus overtime material for our podcast. So uh, just so you know, if we go off the air and we're in mid sentence uh, it's because we're going right into that overtime uh, part of our show. Now, if you've listened, all you have to do is when I come out on Twitter and let you know that the podcast is now available, you can go to the player and fast forward to the two-hour mark, and that's when you can hear the rest of the conversation. You can do it you know when i right after i post it you can do it tomorrow whatever it's convenient for you uh you can do that and go back and listen to the rest of the show podcast listeners will be able to listen straight uh we like to alert everybody at this point of the show just so it doesn't come as a surprise when we do go off the air at 10:30 sharp so with that jay you're on the the only one right now if
4: we're looking at it right now that really, in my opinion, doesn't have to worry is Denny Hamlin. And that's because if he does happen to get pushed out or whatever, he can go to his his own team if that's the case. And I know I, that's why one I said could be a separate hot topic. Uh, Kyle <laughs> Busch, if he were to, somebody else would snatch him up in a heartbeat. Truex being <laughs> his age, not that he isn't competitive and still in contention, but he is getting up there in age. So uh, I think he would have a little concern. I mean we look at Matt Kensett. He was championship contender the year before, winning races and in, in, in the verge in the playoffs and on the verge of making it uh to the championship four. So uh that doesn't always tell all either, you know, and and again there's so many different layers and things that come into play with sponsors and everything else. Um so we'll have to wait and see. Uh what Sharon talked about though with with the Xfinity series I do and I think that's where the problem came in with Danica. Spend two, if not three years. Sendrick certainly could have moved up this year. Uh, again, that just wasn't the right time, whatever the case may be. Um, he was ready to move up, but he also came off a championship. And I you know the championship doesn't car- guarantee it because Suarez did uh, as well, as did Chase Elliott, Ricky Stenhouse, a couple others. That doesn't always the guarantee, but it's that weekly winning Yeah, week in and week out. And I know that Carl Haas told uh, Cole Custer that. Not just winning races and being in contention, but winning a lot of races week in and week out being a contender and an annual championship contender. So I think that is normally something we would like to see. There's always going to be that one exception, you know. So I think there is value to that in building the Xfinity Series to having these guys stay two to three years
0: okay uh tommy you get the last word
5: i agree with you about the trucks in the xfinity series being more competitive now and uh the racing is back it's it's kind of almost like when all the cup guys were in there racing on saturdays like when they had the like when carl edwards and brad were full-time back in like 2011 and 2012 and you know it's it's
0: yeah so
5: then those young guys got to compete against those guys and like if they want to win they got to beat the best so it made them better um so i definitely agree with you there and i agree with you too jay like well to i denny's extended with joe gibbs racing through next year i believe so he's got that in place but if he does for some odd reason just want to leave and go over to uh his own team he's got that option and then Kyle Busch Motorsports, you know, you could just make his cup team, whatever, but he'll he'll if he became a free agent, somebody would definitely sign him. There's no way he wouldn't go without being signed immediately.
0: Okay. So uh let me look here. I should have been looking at that. <laughs> I apologize. I'm up next with a hot topic. Um but, Jay, I'm going to go to you because you talked about uh, we could take this in a couple of different directions. Did you have a, 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 a piggyback here that you wanted to bring up?
4: Well, one would be, and we kind of all touched on it, of whether or not Denny Hamlin goes to his own team. Uh, Kyle Busch got thrown out there a couple of times. I don't know that I see him going cup racing. Uh, he shut down his late model um, team or sold it. I'm sorry, sold it. I think he's still a consultant to it, but sold it, not shut it down, but sold it. Uh, turned control over to somebody else and he just supports it. Um, we've seen that with junior motorsports. We kind of thought maybe they would come up and be a second uh have an eight car team or six to eight car team there. And the financing, financing just isn't necessarily there. So, Junior Motorsports seems to be pretty content there, the same as Kyle seems to be in the truck series. I don't know if we'll ever see Kyle have a cup team. Uh, same with Kevin Harvick, and he shuttered the truck team uh, as well eventually, along with Keselowski. So maybe we'll see a change in that again with the with the development of the next-gen car and all that, and then that would lead into new teams coming in and not being able to get spots. Well, I got that one listed somewhere else down the road here, but... Um, <laughs> So I don't I don't know that I'd bank on necessarily Kyle Kyle being a cup owner I uh, I don't know if I see that or not.
0: Okay, um, a cup owner. Okay, so Tommy, what do you think about that?
1: Uh,
5: it just depends on what happens at Joe Gibbs race or well, yeah, it all depends on Joe Gibbs Racing because Denny's there through next year, so he'll if he gets kicked out, he'll just go to 23XI, or he'll just make the switch himself and go over. But you're right about Kyle Bush having to build up his team from Trucks to Xfinity and then up to Cup. But I can still see Rowdy doing that just because it's just I could just see him doing that. But um, I'm surprised, too, about Junior not moving up to the Cup Series yet. But you're right about – I kind of like how they – Kyle, Kyle Bush has his team in a truck series, and Junior's got it in the Cup, and you've got those competitive teams in those series. Um, I think I accidentally said Cup, but Xfinity for, for Junior. So maybe one day Kyle Bush will bring it up to uh, the Cup series, like you were saying. I was just thinking in the, in the midst of everything that's going on right now that if Kyle Bush did get kicked out, he could just – probably make his own team over time in the Cup Series and go with that.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the way I was looking at it too, Tommy, is that uh, he's got the Truck Series. I think he does run a few of the um, uh, Xfinity Series races. Are those KBM cars or are those JGR cars he's racing in the Xfinity?
5: I think it's was JGR. I don't.
0: Yeah, I, there for a
4: couple of years there was a it was a KBM team, but I don't think it is anymore. I think it's all strictly Gibbs.
0: Okay, so um, and and but I I think that uh, Kyle Busch has always liked the Truck Series. I think he likes the Xfinity Series too, um, and I just see that as the next step of evolution for him. Will he do that? I don't know. Uh, economics probably has a lot to do with it. Um, it. It just seems like the natural evolution for him uh, to be the uh, another big powerhouse team. Uh, would Joe Gibbs want him to do that and become a competitor instead of a feeder uh, uh, organization for his uh, organization? I don't know. That could be the one thing that could stop him from doing that uh, is uh, You know, if Joe Gibbs uh, was totally against it, but I can't see that 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 happening either. Because Joe Gibbs and Tony Stewart branched off of Joe Gibbs and started his own team, and was Stewart Haas Racing. So, if you think about it from that perspective, I I just see Kyle Busch kind of doing the same thing, Uh, and he probably had to kind of cut back, maybe because of the COVID situation. Um, he, he could have his own little feeder system going uh, in in NASCAR as well. So I don't know. I guess we'd have to ask Kyle Bush <laughs> whether or not he would consider a cup team or not. But I, I just see it as another natural evolution for him. Uh, and whether or not he's going to do it, I, I don't know. But uh, it seems like a good idea. <laughs> Jay, your thoughts?
4: Well, as you guys like to do with me, it's always a good idea to spend somebody else's money and and whatnot. But um, Mentioning that, I think that that we've seen that he doesn't want it or it didn't work out because uh, he did have at least the car he ran part-time or part-schedule when he wanted to go run because it was a 54 and I know Kurt Busch ran it for him one of the first few times. And there again I think it just kind of merged under the Joe, Joe Gibbs umbrella so uh, again there might have been a re- separate reason for it it wasn't that he didn't want to do it that way but uh I just haven't seen that out of him that he wants to be the owner on that side and that may change like you said that is something we would have to ask Kyle Bush and I'll make a note next time I get the opportunity to talk to him or we get to send questions into an interview uh that might be one to, to ask him especially following Denny Hamlin's announcement this year of if that's something he looks at.
0: hmm Okay, Tommy, your, your follow-up?
5: Uh, I'll add on to that um, what you guys have just been saying. Denny Hamlin has pulled away from Joe Gibbs and is successful, so I know Toyota wants to get more cars out there to compete with the Chevys and Fords, so if maybe Denny can't get a second car in maybe they'll try to pull Kyle Busch away and have his own team and then they can pull up somebody and put put some of those young guys from the trucker or Xfinity in a cup car um but I'm about about like you though I don't want them to rush the process I want these guys to be competitive when they get the cup so that way we can see rookies win the races again like Custer did last year because um, I, I miss that I feel I feel like Before Custer, the last one to win was Denny Hamlin or Casey Kane when they were super, super young and starting out. But um, Mm -hmm. I I agree with you guys. Um, I didn't even think about Toyota taking Bush and making his own team like that, so that that could be another possibility.
0: Well, I'm going to give you another possible reason for why Kyle Busch might consider becoming a team owner in Cup, and that's his son Buxton. Buxton is out there racing right now uh, and doing pretty well. <laughs> he, he beat his dad when they had the bet over the ice cream, so, dad had to go out and buy ice cream. So, uh, I think that would give Kyle Bush maybe some motivation. Uh, to start a uh, cup team, and to maybe start early so that it's up and running and strong by the time Buxton's ready to get in a race car in the cup series, he's got a seat for him. So uh, just a thought, Uh, it could go either way, but that might be additional motivation for him to, to start a cup team. Jay, you get the last word.
4: That, that's certainly a possibility and a thought. And I, I know Kyle is one that, you know, as as Braxton develops, um, certainly would put everything he can behind it to give him that opportunity. So that that is very uh, a possibility. Um, we'll have to see, like you said, uh, if that isn't even his plans. I kind of want to ask him that question now. Uh, next time I know you send out things when you've you got interviews, uh, we can send questions to certain drivers. Um, like I said, especially to tie it in, the, you know, the fact that Denny Hamlin has done it, just say, hey, is it something? You got the truck team. You know, we know you're involved in that. Any thoughts of or possibility of, at least to the Xfinity side? Again, Cup's always another level. Just like I said, with Junior Motorsports, we kind of thought maybe they would a couple of times uh, bump up, um, but they're, they're pretty content in the Xfinity series. But at least maybe going there again, um, if not all the way at the Cup
0: level. Okay, Okay. so yeah, tomorrow by the way is Michael McDowell If you want to be thinking about questions for him I don't think I've put it in the media interviews yet But uh, uh, he is on the uh, board list for tomorrow Okay, Um, I do have another hot topic here uh, For us to get into Uh, The NFL has said that they're going to push back the Super Bowl a week. So, you know, there used to be kind of a week in between the Super Bowl and the Daytona 500. Uh, so with them likely to expand uh, and set their Super Bowl back a week next year, uh, so 17 games per team, uh, uh Let's see, a move that would push the Super Bowl 56 back a week to Tuesday, I'm sorry, to February the 13th. Uh, but NASCAR, I guess, is saying um, they're going to have the uh, Daytona 500 on the 20th. So, what are your guys' thoughts about the uh, NFL pushing the Super Bowl back, number one? And uh, being back-to-back with no rest in between, if you will, between the Super Bowl and the Daytona 500. So uh, uh, let's see. I guess, Jay, will start with you.
4: Well, I, I know a lot of the talk was it falling on the same day and then whether or not Daytona would start earlier. That is not the case, as it looks like for next year, the way the, the schedule is lined up. I know it was a possibility and got mentioned already this year uh, with the COVID schedule, but the NFL's expansion in their season has been talked about for a couple of years. And this is one that I think there's a way, uh, it could be worked out. Uh, we've already talked about whether or not Daytona, uh, due to the rain, should start earlier in the day, uh, as it used to, um, if the event comes where it is on the same day, uh, I, and I'd have to look at this as far as networks that cover it, if it's two competing networks. I know they kind of like to go head-to-head, but they also know that if you're making them make a choice between two, the top two, I know the NFL still ranks above NASCAR as far as uh, fans uh, watched on television at least, um, that they don't necessarily want to go head-to-head with them, but... So I, th- I think something would be worked out. I think that Daytona would maybe move to an earlier start, and they're pretty much then an all-day event of something to watch. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Again, for those that were getting spun up about it, that's not happening on the same day, they're a week apart. And personally, I'm fine with that, because then when you have that gap or things in between of, you know, just like our off-season, we're looking for something to do.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Let me just throw in there, too, that that's going to affect speed weeks because we're going to go, like, Super Bowl, speed week, you know, Daytona qualifying, duels, all of that. The clash gets all condensed into a shorter time frame. So, Tony – I'm sorry, Tommy?
5: Well, I like it. I get an extra week of football now, and then as soon as football ends, NASCAR immediately begins. That is – amazing, I love it, can't wait um, football I love football just as much as I love NASCAR um, so I'm 100% behind this, I'm just glad that they're not making the race before football season ends, I like the idea of football season ending and then starting it and um, speed weeks, even though it's going to be right after the Super Bowl is over just even better just more more sports for me to watch I love the idea
0: Yeah, the only thing I could kind of think of that maybe would impact it would be if there are drivers that are going to the Super Bowl, depending on what the Super Bowl is. uh, They'd have to travel from the Super Bowl to right into speed weeks and start, you know, jumping right in right away. I think having that little tween gave the drivers an opportunity to kind of recover from, from all of that before they had to get... Right into it uh, with the clash, the Daytona qualifying, the duels, and then truck series and everybody is racing again. Uh, I enjoyed having the week long. Uh, I enjoyed, in a way, I thought it was good to have the clash on Tuesday. Well, let's see. We had New Smyrna on Monday, which was the Arca East. Then we had the clash on Tuesday. We're used to having that clash on a Saturday night. Uh, it almost makes me wonder at this point whether NASCAR didn't already anticipate that that was going to happen. And that's why they moved this clash from Saturday night to a week night, uh, or if they were just testing, having something like that during the week. But I watched, I think the only night that I couldn't watch was Wednesday night, uh, but I was watching every night of racing uh, that week uh, with the, um, with speed weeks leading into the Daytona 500 week uh, weekend, so uh, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, the only thing I can think of it affecting is really the drivers jumping right into it. So, Jay, what's your follow up on that?
1: Yeah, uh,
4: I think I think NASCAR was just uh, doing the whole test in the water a prime time during the week for the Clash. Uh, it's possible that that the possibility of the, the super bowl getting moved and the NFL extending uh was kind of their a uh, little bit of a push behind it. I don't know that, but the direction they either. were going with trying trying to see yeah, trying to save teams money and the condensing of speed weeks and their weekends and everything else. Uh, you know, I brought that up when Kevin Harvick mentioned it of that might extend his driving career with the condensed weekends, condensed speed weeks. I mean, it used to be it was a month long at Daytona. You had preseason practice. You Mm -hmm. had the two weeks' worth of it. You know, so they've gone in this direction already prior to this even being a possibility. I think it kind of plays into their favor as far as that was their uh, direction they were going anyway. So, um, now they might not, you know, whether the primetime thing worked out, they might have to stand by it just because of that. Because, again, I don't know that you necessarily want to go head-to-head. If the clash were on Saturday, it wouldn't affect necessarily Sunday for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we did the qualifying during the, during the week as well. The duels haven't changed. They're still on, on Thursday. So uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue. It's one of those I think the fans, you know, it's one of those that, again, I know has put it out there like, hey, they're not on the same day. They are a week apart. You know, don't get spun up about mm-hmm. anything yet. Don't start a war yet, you know. <laughs>
1: hmm
4: I, I think it was a little late to the party. I think the war had already kind of started, but you know, fans screaming and hollering and whatever. But even like I said, even if it does come down to it, I think that you know, especially with the what we talked about of whether or not they should anyway move it up a little earlier in the day based on the weather in Florida that, you know, if that's the way it works out, it might even work out in their favor, you know. That, too, of fans pre-gaming or whatever. Hey, while we're pregaming, we'll watch a race, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Tommy?
5: Uh, I just wanted to add to that, that since NASCAR is now going to start a week later on the 20th, we also get an extra week, I believe, in November to finish the season. So, I'll oh. That one extra week, yeah, I'm excited about that because then, then I get how many ever weeks until December, and then the race will, races will be back on two months later. So I feel like it'll be a shorter period since it's ending sooner, in my opinion. But uh, I love it once I said, uh, once again, it, as soon as football ends, NASCAR begins. And this time, instead <laughs> of it being a week off, it happens immediately. <laughs>
0: Right, right. I'd be curious to ask the drivers the question about how they feel about it. I don't know how many of our drivers go to the Super Bowl or if they need that recovery time, but um, I'd I just be curious to hear what some of the drivers have to say uh, about the change. And for me as a fan, I'm with you, Tommy. I love it. I, I, I was watching every night except for Wednesday night, and uh, that flowed right into the weekend with the trucks and Xfinity and ARCA and, and the uh, Cup race. So uh, I think it's all good from a fan perspective. And I'm not sure why fans would have a complaint about that. I think it uh, would be all good. So we'll let that be the final word. And uh, Jay, or no, Tommy, I think we'll go to you. Uh, for the next topic.
5: Okay, so this one was just added uh, earlier today, but um, I kind of want to bring it up. Did, Hon- did John Hunter Nemechek leave front-mode rotor sports too early since they are on the upswing, it looks like?
0: Okay, Jay, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I
4: kind of twofold. I'm excited. Like you mentioned, uh, the truck seemed to suit him better. Although he had some great runs in the Xfinity Series, got his win with Chip Ganassi there again as they were a competitive team in the Xfinity Series. He stepped in as well as Ross Chastain winning in that car. The rookie year in the cup season is tough. We all know that. And Front Row Motorsports was not a top contending team. They were on that verge of 20th to 25th, I'd say. Good run was 15th to 10th. Had that exception of good runs at particular tracks. However, as we have seen it proven, uh, and I didn't realize that their partnership or alliance with Roush Fenway came into play. I learned that this weekend uh, as we saw B- Roush Fenway mm-hmm. Racing doing well as, as well. So, and, and how do I put this? Uh, the way I worded the question when I put that up, I almost asked if, if John Hunter bailed too early, and I'm like, I don't know if he bailed. Maybe he was let go. Uh, I know he did make the statement he wanted to go to a championship contending team, in this case, Kyle Busch Motorsports and the Trucks. Um, are they, is Front Row now a championship contending team? Mm, don't know about that yet. They are in the playoffs with Michael McDowell. So, but they are or do appear to be on the upswing and progressing in a good direction. And so, yeah, I, I kind of wonder if maybe John Hunter hasn't uh, missed that opportunity. However going into Toyota Cowbush Motorsports might lead to the 23-11 second team next year if that happens. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I can't say I blame him either, put it that way, but I think he might have missed being a part of building that organization.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I I uh, saw that question and I thought, yeah, you know, when you think about it, Michael McDowell won that Daytona 500 uh, the thought probably did cross his mind And you're right We don't really know the circumstances Behind him leaving uh, Front Road Motorsports If it was his decision Or the, the team itself made the decision uh, But I think John Hunter Nemechek, uh Is a good fit in, in the truck series I think he's going to do really well there um, But I could also see him If it wasn't his decision or if it, even if it was his decision, uh, looking back and saying, man, uh, front row, look, just think about the infusion of cash that that organization is going to get, just from Michael McDowell winning the 500. Uh, that brought so much more dollars, I think, to Front Row Motorsports with that victory. And he's, he's fourth in the series point standings right now. So Front Row Motorsports is on an upswing, and I think they're going to do really, really well uh, the rest of this season. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of if there are other drivers there or if maybe one of the reasons they're doing better is because it's just Michael McDowell. Who else drives the front row? I don't have my Anthony, Anthony yeah. Oh, Anthony Alvarez. Oh, Anthony's going to be a great addition there, too. Um, uh, but yeah. I you know, John Hunter probably he had some he had some flashes last year, uh, at front row motorsports, but it's a, it's such a tough transition uh to go to that cup team and especially with a team that didn't have all that money. Uh I think this year is gonna be different for them. Uh, when you take into consideration the Rosh Fenway and the infusion of cash that's coming in because Michael McDowell won that Daytona 500, uh, and you got to wonder how far that's going to carry them. Uh, but if he keeps having those top ten finishes, it's going to carry him quite a bit, quite a way. And Love Travel Stops was already such a good sponsor for him. It's just really good to see something like that happening for an organization like Front Row Motorsports. Um, but, again, I feel like we got to ask John Hunter that question <laughs> um, about how he feels about that. Did he leave too soon, or uh, did he want to go back to the trucks and, and you know, uh, continue his career there? Tommy, what are your thoughts?
5: So I'm kind of split on this one, too. I um, think that he... I like his move going to the trucks and competing for championships, getting more experience in the truck series. He'll probably run some Xfinity races too, and then eventually get back to Cup. Um, Maybe even that 23XI car, I still like that idea too, but I still like Matt Mm Bedetadetta getting in that car also. But um, I also want to bring up Roush right quick. It was awesome to see that 6 and 17 car running in the top 10 for most of the day. I really want to see Newman get another win. I haven't seen him win in like four or five years. Would love to see him get back in victory lane after what happened last year. But um, since I don't really know the situation of how John Hunter left front row or why, um, I don't really want to make the wrong comments there. But they do seem to be trending up. Michael McDowell looks really good. They've got the alliance with Roush Fenway now. Uh you know, um, they appear to be trending up. So, And last year, I, I know John Hunter can compete in the cup level, because last year he was doing good. He did have some equipment issues, I felt like, on the car. But he's definitely proven to me that he can run up there. And um miss Front Row Joe's his dad, so it's nice to have another NEMA check on the track.
0: Okay. Um, I guess I didn't do a follow-up for myself, <laughs> but that's okay. I didn't have a whole lot to follow up there but anyway. Uh, so, Jay, did you have another topic you wanted to bring up real quick? We've only got a couple minutes. Maybe we need to hold off.
4: Well, how many? Oh, okay, you want me to wait? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Try it. How many how many races how many races do we go here into the season with different seeing different winners each and every week?
0: Well, I was talking to Sal about that a little bit earlier and I said, I do think this is the year that I think we're gonna see sixteen winners in the playoffs and we might even go a little bit deeper than that. When you consider Uh, you know, Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, C. Bell, uh, Christopher Bell and William Byron. Um, And there's so many other drivers that are down on that list, Uh, same in Xfinity Series, that I think are going to move up on that list and get a win at some point this season. Uh, I, I think this could be the first year that we're going to see 16 winners and possibly even go beyond that in the uh, playoffs, and it's going to have to be decided on points and not wins necessarily or a combination thereof, I guess I should say. So, Tommy, what do you think?
5: Uh, in the Xfinity Series, we've already got Ty Gibbs and now uh, uh, Snyder. Uh, One that I think is going to finally break through is it's got to be him, He's got to finally break through. Uh, I feel that that will finally happen for him. Um, We're going to Vegas this weekend. Uh, I can't help but not think of Matt DiBenedetto. He almost won there last year, so why not? And he's not running good right now, so I know he's going to be driving hard to win that track for sure. So there's a possibility that we might even get – another one here um, this weekend. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my my last comments on that.
4: Jay? Well, I was looking at it, and I was strictly looking at the Cup Series. You guys brought it up with the Xfinity. That's a whole other story. But, uh, <laughs> and the Cup Series going to Las Vegas, then Phoenix. And I see those as being two different winners. Then is Atlanta, which that would depend on – who, uh, who wins Phoenix and in, in Las Vegas, then is the Bristol Dirt. I mean, it might be Martinsville or beyond when we see a different winner. And that's not just talking first-time winner. That's just a different winner, like Sharon was alluding to, of building to that 16 winners into the playoffs. So I think these next couple of weeks are going to be really interesting because you're talking Logano, Harvick, Hamlin, Bush, Truex, uh, who'd they miss? Keselowski, I mean, right there, six different ones that we expect to at least get one win. Uh, so, yep. on top of three, that's nine already. And that—that's not like like Tommy mentioned. D Benedetto was there. I, I think as runner-up finishes back-to-back years. So, uh, it's going to be interesting.
0: And you've got some other drivers that could get breakthrough wins, Jay. I'm sorry, <laughs> I jumped in there. No.
4: I, I, you're, you're right. I mean, there there's several that that are on that. Vert. Ryan Priest has started out having a good year. I haven't talked about Blaney. He's kind of missing an action right now, which I meant to get up. We'll cover that Thursday. Um, Matt DiBenedetto, Ryan Priest, I think is right there. Bubba Wallace, depending on how that team uh, pulls back together as we get into the season, I think are all right there as certainly possibilities.
1: Yeah. You got that third coming
5: up. That dirt race will have Kyle Larson and Ricky Stenhouse and all the guys that are really good on dirt <laughs> will be up there that whole race. Haley Deegan might even be Sheldon Creek for the trucks.
0: yeah, Most yep. certainly. I think it's going to be true all the way around at, for all of the series. I think they're all going to fill up very, very quickly uh, with, with winners, uh, and they're going to it's the first time I think we're gonna see it. And I think we're gonna see it in all three series. It's the only thing I'm gonna add. Jay, last word.
4: Uh NASCAR's tagline, best season ever. Uh right now, looking shaping up <laughs> to certainly back that up.
0: Yes indeed. Yes indeed. Okay, let's go ahead and start our round table here. And uh Tommy, we'll start off with you.
5: Uh Still haven't changed uh, my social media around to dedicate it more to NASCAR. It's more personal now. So once I do change it, I'll give y'all my Twitter handle and maybe Instagram handle or something. But uh, in the meantime, uh, just uh, good night, and I'll see you guys next time.
0: Are are you, are you working on a C Bell piece for us?
5: Um, uh, I started one, um, but I can I can. Work on this some more and uh, finish that up for you and get it to you.
0: Okay, we'll just let fans know to watch for that to, to be coming out uh, from Tommy here uh, when he gets gets that ready. Uh, Jay.
4: All right, you can follow me on uh, Michael Hoosman on Facebook, Mopar MJ8 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, finishing up, and I got to edit the uh, Chase Elliott uh, story, uh, so that'll be coming uh, this week. And then uh, again, there's several hot topics. Uh, tune in Thursday as we do the preview for Las Vegas, all three <laughs> of the top national series, as well as again hot topics. You know, I get fired up about hot topics.
0: Yes, indeed, we know that. Okay, and that's a good thing. Uh, I am fan for Racing site on Twitter, fan for Racing blog, and radio uh, elsewhere, including Facebook, and of course com is where our website is and where our articles are posted. Uh, we'll have a power ranking, maybe a winners and losers from in this week. Uh, I know um, uh, Sam's article, his recap from the weekend uh, at Homestead uh, Cup Series races up for today. Uh, and... Uh, uh, we had a good conversation with Dean Thompson. He's going to be making his debut in the ARCA East Series uh, at Phoenix next weekend. So uh, it was a good chance to kind of get to know him a little bit and talk to him. He's real big in the super late models out west, uh, race the uh, Spears Southwest Touring Series. And uh, it's going to be great to see him come into the ARCA East, ARCA West. Uh, race this weekend This next weekend Not this weekend But at Phoenix on Friday the 12th um, This Thursday uh, I think We have Greg Ben Also coming back uh, day night at 8.40pm He's an ARCA driver And uh, the number 35 For his own race team So uh, we'll get a chance To talk to him about that Phoenix race Uh, That's coming up. I'm not sure if he's going to be in it or not, but he's kind of uh, familiar with ARCA. And uh, I think he'll be a good person to talk to throughout the year uh, with what's going on in the ARCA Menards series. So uh, next Monday night, I've already mentioned Corey Heim's going to be on at 840. He was the last ARCA winner at uh, Daytona. So we'll look forward to talking to him. At 8:40, and I'm working on another driver for 9 o'clock. So you'll have to stay tuned and find out who that is uh, for 9 o'clock on Monday. So definitely looking forward to the weekend of racing. A big shout out to our listeners uh, for taking the time to tune in, and to our fan for racing crew. You guys uh, are all great. I I really appreciate each and every one of you guys, and uh, I, I'm definitely looking forward. We've got our race day chat that we're doing. I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting with everybody again uh, in the chat feature for the races this weekend. So, Tommy, you're certainly welcome to join us there as well. So with that, I think we're ready to say good night, guys.
4: All right. Have a good
0: night. Have a good night. Okay. Good night, everybody. Enjoy your race weekend, and we'll see you. Um Thursday at seven thirty or at eight thirty PM Eastern time.
2: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
3: VDW group. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. plus.
4: Tax day is coming. Oh no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year.
2: Oh yeah.
4: Sign up at robinhood.com/boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. No, you got-